and welcome to the Transatlantic Theater Podcast. I'm your host, Oscar Reese Freeman. Uh, Marcos isn't here currently. He may be here sometime in the podcast, but um, he's running a little late, so I don't know what's going on on that side. But I am still joined by somebody, and that is my older brother, um, if you want to introduce yourself, Rodri. Yeah, well, you just said it, so my name is Rodri. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, um, I'm his older brother, live currently in Orlando, Florida, but obviously we were, if he's mentioned or not, we've both been born and raised in Los Angeles, so. Yeah, because yeah. Marcos, obviously, we both talked about, like, yeah, where we were from, growing up where we have together. So it's, yeah, yeah it's but, been mentioned a few times. Well, there you go. Just, just a couple of times, right? Yes, just a few times. It's probably, like, every episode, but. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so yeah, just chilling and doing all that other stuff, and I'm definitely excited to talk about what we're going to be talking about today. Yeah. Um, so I mean, to to briefly touch on why we're talking about what we're going to talk about today, because today, so to the film of this week, um, I think this is the quickest this podcast has ever gotten into talking about a movie. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, the movie this week is The Black Cauldron. So, spoiler warning for The Black Cauldron, probably for a lot of other Disney movies as well. And I just wanted to kind of uh, touch on the fact that there, there's a specific reason why, knowing that you were going to be here this week, that I chose a Disney film. And do you want to mm. talk about... Um, can I say obsession? Or do you want to phrase it another way? I mean, I mean, some could say obsession, some can say addict. I would like to use the <laughs> a little more. I'm, I'm happy little... to use addict if you are. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a little bit more um, pleasant to the ears and not as aggressive sounding. Um, but yes, I'm definitely a huge Disney fan. Um, I have been for a very, very, very long time, which is very odd that the my younger brother is not, but you know what? It's fine. I, I like Disneyland, but Disney as like a company and what they produce. Oh, no, um, oh, no, no. no. As, a, as a company, I definitely have my words and all of mm-hmm. that stuff as well. Um, but something that I've just... Um, for me, because when we were growing up, obviously, we only went to Disneyland once a year, so it made, like, a lot of, you know, you have to get your Disney fills somewhere else. And so, for me, the movies were definitely my way of finding my way to get that escapism through the movies. And again, as I've gotten older, I definitely have been like, ooh, these movies either just not good, or <laughs> they cause too many problems. I mean, I... I've definitely analyzed and talked through these movies with multiple people. Yeah. But I, I think on I the run- problem front with Disney, my problem with Disney is that they pretend it's not there. Like other companies are like, yeah, this movie is made a long time ago. Sorry, it's going to be kind of fucked up. But like Disney's like, no, 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 we were never fucked. We were perfect the whole time. <laughs> they've changed their tune now. There's definitely um, on Disney Plus, if you choose specific movies, they'll say like, hey, warning, this has this in it. Yeah. And you should be like aware that this is going to be something that is portrayed in the movie. Um, racially, they have not done that, <laughs> but um, in terms of like people smoking and drinking or getting drunk or yeah. things like that, they definitely. Which I don't even. See, I don't even see why that's like. I, I'm surprised because I'd say in today's world that's less taboo than it would have. Yeah, been I think then. it's more like. Uh, well, I think it's more of like the tobacco ness of it all. Yeah, tobacco maybe. Yeah, so there's a lot of people smoking cigars in early Disney movies. Yeah, um, and then of yes. course um, there's we, we see a child. <laughs> yeah, what movie has cigarettes? I think I can't remember. Probably um, is it is it is it Pinocchio that has cigarettes or are they cigars only? 
They're cigars, but they also yeah. have it in uh, Dumbo as well. Okay. I'll be honest. I, I, I don't really remember much of Dumbo. <laughs> I, I, I watched it, you know, when we were kids, um, but the movie bored the pants off me when I was a kid, and as an adult, it still does that. So Yeah, um, even worse, as um, because of all those live-action films that they mm-hmm. made, um, I mean, we're, I'm going to give you a small tidbit on Dumbo because that is not the movie we're talking about. I'm not going to delve into it. Um, basically, Dumbo is the shortest Disney film that was ever produced. It's just under an hour. Really? Um, or the an hour, yes. It feels so long. <laughs> well, and then when they made the live action movie, the one with Tim Burton that he made, um, they basically spent the first half of the movie recreating the movie, and then Tim Burton said, let me do what it could be a sequel. And then the second hour and a half is him trying to make a sequel. Really? Yes, it's definitely. I sat through that movie and I said, "This is bullshit," and I yeah. was ready. To, I, I was ready to watch. I mean, I'm not a fan of Tim Burton really in general, so I didn't yeah. watch it for that reason as well. They couldn't even. Yeah, they get they get they had Danny DeVito, and I was still like, "No, that doesn't sound good." Yeah, um, but fun fact: I don't know if you even knew this. Okay. Uh, the first half, or at least the first, like when the new year started, um, up until probably about quarantine, mm-hmm. I had watched every single Disney canon movie in order. Wow. That sounds a lot. (laughs) Yeah, I ended up watching, I think there's 55 in the canon. 55, 56. What do you mean by in the canon? What is is (laughs) non-canonical? So basically, you don't count the sequels unless it's like, I think the only sequels So you didn't watch Cinderella 4? (laughs) First of all, there's only three. Um, And second of all, the ones that are part of the official quote-unquote canon is uh, Frozen 2 and Wreck-It Ralph, or Ralph Breaks the Internet. Those are the only sequels that matter in the canon. Um, okay. Pixar doesn't count. The other sequels like Mulan 2, Cinderella 2, like all that stuff doesn't count. Um, and then the live actions don't count. Yeah. The live actions don't. I, I don't get the whole live action thing. I really don't. Oh, I don't mean I'm. No, but I'm just. I mean, like kind of. If we want to like... broach onto the topic of the live action ones in general, just like I don't get why. I just don't get why they're doing it. Like I don't. Well, no, I, mean, I get why they're doing it. It's making money. What I don't understand is why it's yeah. making money. Because people have you. I mean, we've talked about this just on our own. Is that basically we're in the day and age where nostalgia sells? Yeah. That's why we have all these old TV shows coming back. Mm-hmm. Because people are people care about the, the nostalgia. Did you hear Sex in the City is coming back? Yeah, I fucking heard that. Jesus Christ. So mom like, is how be, mom old are they be. at this point? Like, it's Who wants to watch a show well, about, like, that? 60-year-old women and, in New York City? Not like... uh, Actually, hey, hey, um, the Golden Girls. Okay, but Golden Girls is funny because the aspect of, like, it's just them, like, no, there's the whole... They're not, like, vapid, horrible, terrible people. Well, but, like... It's, I don't know. Yeah, that's the, that was what the well was for. Because, <laughs> I mean, I have not seen that... I really have not seen that show. I just know that Betty White is a wholesome, lovely lady on it, and then there's the sexually active one, which is Blanche. That's I all just, I know. I just remember, as a kid, being like, wow, Betty, I, Betty White is really old, and then uh, finding out that she's still alive. And like being yeah. like, she's about the age now that I thought she was like when I watched Golden Girls. <laughs> yeah. When I was um, a kid, I was fact. seeing like old people, and I was like, oh, she must be eighty. 
Another Disney fun fact, um, B. Arthur, the tall lady that's in Golden Girls. Yeah. She was supposed to be Ursula. Okay. And so the part that happened was they were like, oh, we offered it to B. Arthur. She turned it down. And, like, years later after the movie came out, she's like, no one asked me. <laughs> they were like, what? And they're like, yeah, I would have done it if you had asked me. Yeah. And they were like, but we did. And she was like, no, you didn't. So they found out later that there was just, like, a communication where it just, like, dropped. Yeah. Like, somebody called yeah. their, her agent, and they're like, yeah, sure, Disney, okay. <laughs> this never passed on the message. <laughs> yep, so that's another little fun tidbit for you. All right, then. Yeah. So... The movie today is mm-hmm. The Black Cauldron, as we said, but I'd say it's definitely a lesser-known one. Yes, one that many, many people do not know exists. And, I mean, I, I didn't... I knew it existed, like, my whole life, but I thought it was, like... I got this mixed up with, like... Because, you know, like, Anastasia, everyone assumes is Disney. Yes. So, like, I, but very... I always thought The Black Cauldron was a different company. I didn't know the Black Cauldron was Disney, I and I thought Anastasia was Disney, so I like flipped them in my head. <laughs> well, there is definitely a story to go with that as to why it is the way that it is. What Anastasia or the Black Cauldron? The Black Cauldron. Uh, why is it the way that it is? Because it definitely so looked different than yes. a lot of Disney films. Yes. Um, so this is something that I learned with listening to a lot of different podcasts and learning the animation history and all that. Mm-hmm. So this is around the time that there was a animator at Disney called Don Bluth. Mm-hmm. And he basically just didn't, I think it was like, he just didn't feel like as appreciated um, with the work that he was doing at Disney. So okay. he separated from and created his own animation company. Okay. So when he did that, that's where we're getting films like Thumbelina um fern gully um i'm trying to think of some of the other ones I don't that know what the other, oh. these movies are they're naming i don't i've never heard of okay. remember remember the movie when we were a kid about these fairies that were protecting the rainforest and then there was a guy that got really shrunk really small uh no <laughs> i the yeah. name fern gully sounds familiar but like i can't robin williams, robin williams was the bat oh yes i remember this yeah uh-huh. So that's a Don Bluth movie. American Tail is that rat or mouse that looks like he's dressed like he's in the 1920s or the 1910s. Oh my god. Tim Curry's in this movie. Yeah, so there's a lot of... Um, so though that studio produced a lot of films that became just as big or just as popular mm-hmm. at Disney films, which is where you get the style... I think Anastasia is also a Don Bluth movie animation too i could be wrong but um I think it is. so anyways that style became so popular that disney said we're gonna throw our hand into it which is why stylistically and like the way that the characters move is a mm. little different i found like it, there was almost points in the film and this could be just like the fact that it's older and it's been remastered so it's like stretching you know it's making a bit a movie a bit bigger than it maybe originally was um but, like, there were points in the movie where the characters, like, outlines, like, the color didn't meet all the way. Like, it was white at some points. It looked like bad green screen almost. Yeah. Um, so. Is that a thing that you noticed? Yes. So, I'm going to tell you, this is another big uh, thing with the Black Cauldron as to why it didn't, it's just not good. Okay. Um, 
I'll be honest, so, when you originally you were like, it's not good, I was like, well, Rodri's taste in films, let's be honest. And then I like turned it on, and it was really promising right at the beginning, and then as the movie went on, I was just like, oh, this is not entertaining. <laughs> yeah, I, there was a point where I literally was, I noticed that I wasn't paying attention, I looked up and I was like, oh no, I'm, I'm lost, what happened? <laughs> and I had, this is the third time that I've watched this movie. Yeah. Um, and there was definitely points that I looked at and I was like, oh, I didn't notice that happened the other two times that I watched this movie. Um, so basically, in this era of Disney movies, because this movie came out in the, I want to say the late 80s. Um, uh, it, this movie came out in 1985, so mid-80s. Mid mid there we go. So this is when Disney just uh, had a shift in their um, company, mm-hmm. and that's when they brought on Michael Eisner. Michael Eisner was the CEO and all that stuff, and the big thing for him was he was a huge, like, Hollywood person. Mm-hmm. When Disney started adding, we're going to put famous people, and he kind of treated Disney like the old school Hollywood, where he would contact certain celebrities to do things for the company. So yeah. that's why, like, that's why Bette Midler became a staple in a bunch of different Disney films. Um, that's why Robin Williams became a staple in a bunch of different Disney films. Because I didn't know this, but apparently Touchstone is also Disney. Yeah. Also, I thought I thought Eisner and Williams like fucking hated each other. They probably did. I don't know. Because I, mean, I Eisner... thought that's what happened with like essentially Aladdin happened, and then Eisner like screwed him over, and they hated each other after that. That's my understanding. I could be wrong. Well, well basically, they said that I think Robin Williams made a deal saying that Genie couldn't be anybody but him, and then they made the sequel and put someone else's Genie. Yeah, probably because it costs less money. <laughs> Um, so anyways, um, this is when Eisner took over, and he brought someone on named Jeffrey Katzenberg. Yeah. Um, I don't remember Katzenberg's... Uh, he basically was part of the like regular Hollywood film stuff, and so they presented him the Black Cauldron, and he said, um, this is blah, blah, blah. Like He kept saying, edit the film. Mm-hmm. And they're like, we can't. Because he kept giving them notes of like, cut this, add this, put this here, like, blah, blah, blah. As if it's like, you can do reshoots? (laughs) Yeah, basically. He kept kept basically trying to be like, do reshoots. Like, you can't do that with animation. Mm -hmm. And he was like, yes, you can, just do it. Yeah, well... And so, they kept going back. The first time around, they shaved off maybe like, I think he said it was like, too long. And so, he's like, make it short. And they cut off like, maybe... was longer, because... It's already it, it's an hour and twenty minutes, but it feels it feels really long. It doesn't. Yeah. It definitely overstays its welcome in way too many scenes. Like I think if it was yeah. a little bit faster, but even if it was faster, there's a lot of other problems. You go ahead. Uh, this is stuff that like I'm not necessarily unaware of, but also I think it's good to have a po- on a podcast and you have all this knowledge of Disney, which is why I wanted you to be on. So so keep keep talking. Go ahead and uh, discuss that. Sorry. Yeah. Um, so basically, they ended up shaving off. I want to say about three minutes, and he said, "Not good enough. Do more." Um, and so they just kept going and going and going, and then it got to a point um, where they like he just took it and he edited it himself, okay. which is the product, which is the product that we got. Oh, okay. So if you notice, there's parts where like it just seems to abruptly stop. Yeah, there was or, a lot of fade to black. 
which yes. is always and code that, for we didn't know how to transition the scene. <laughs> yes, which is why it does what it does. Yeah. And so, for and like me, the like, end where like what like we never saw the pig get back to the house. So like half the movie, I'm sitting there going, "What happened to the pig?" Like all we see him do is throw a pig into a moat in a castle, and then we're just expected to think he's fine from that point on. Like, and then yeah, just at the end of the movie, it just cuts to the pig in the cauldron, like a little cauldron that the other guy had, and he's just like, "Ah, oh, they did it." And I was just like, "Whoa, that what happened?" <laughs> Yeah, there's a so there's a the whole thing with the book series. I cannot remember the name of the series, um, but there's like five of them, uh, and they basically three of them. I think it says it's based on a story called the Book of Three. I feel like there's five. I remember someone saying this. Right. But anyways, point is there's multiple books. Mm-hmm. It's like a Lord of the Rings type of situation. Yeah. Oh, sorry. And the Book of Three is the first book in five volumes called the Chronicles of Perdane. There you go. That's what it is. The Chronicles of Perdane. And they basically crammed, they basically said, let's see what we can get out of these five books and put it into one movie. Okay. So it's like, imagine if you did Lord that of the Rings. That makes a lot of sense. Lord of the Rings in one movie. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Because my biggest problem with the movie was that it just kept introducing new things. Like, you know, your your movie should be like you introduce a few stuff at the beginning, and that's the base of your film. And then you know you have your character interact with that world, and it's interesting, it's fun, you're having a good time. And then like maybe at like the uh, like the midpoint when like the character's kind of like you know, struggling to to go forward, like you introduce one other thing, and it's like a little other thing that pushes them forward. But this movie, like every scene was just a new new thing like it, it was just like oh what now we're gonna introduce this now we're gonna introduce this now we're gonna introduce this and like it got yeah. to a point where i was just bored because i was just getting an overload of things yeah so yeah it's definitely like not my favorite i watch it and i'm like these characters are very annoying like none of them are exciting um the only one that is kind of cool but even then he's just stereotypical bad guy which is something that i have a problem with in yeah. disney villain is he's just i'm scary looking and i'm evil yeah and i was watching this with um my like roommate and he was like the entire time he was like what's your goal here like your goal is what to kill the world and then what like what then like there's no more world like what i don't understand what your plan is <laughs> yeah but I, I, so, at the same time i it's hard for me to judge a movie for that because i feel like as you said with disney movies that's just what I feel like, you know, villains just were for, like, a long time. And in a yeah. weird way, in a weird way, I always kind of, attri- I, I, I have this kind of a theory. I've never really, you know, researched it on more opinions on. But I think that the reason why from, like, the 50s onward up until about now, like, up until, like, the, the mid-2000s, all the, vil- all, every villain, their, their goal was end the world. <laughs> And I think that's like almost like a projection of Cold War fear, because the worst thing that that could happen in the Cold War is that nuclear winter would ruin the world. So like that would be the ultimate like villain goal. Like the worst thing that the worst evil that could happen to the world in that time is nukes go off and destroy the world. So like I think it's almost just a projection of that like kind of mindset of the worst thing that could happen is everything's gone. Yeah. Um, I will say I think that Disney did shift when the Renaissance happened. Mm-hmm. So, for example, like if we start with eighty nine, which is where they say the Renaissance started with the Little Mermaid, mm-hmm. Ursula 
isn't like I'm gonna end the world. It's hey, y'all kicked me out of the palace. I want the fucking palace back. Yeah. I'm gonna manipulate to get my way in there. Jafar was I've always wanted to be Sultan. I'm always second rate. I want to yeah. be that. The only Disney villain that I actually no, there's two Disney villains at this point that I actually legitimately think are scary, and it's because they are real life people. Okay. Um, I wonder, do you think you can guess which one they are? The one your favorite them, mo- Disney villains of the Renaissance or of all time? Of out of all the there's well no, it's not my favorite. I'm saying so that all fifty five canonical. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say that there are two Disney villains in all of their movies that are the scariest because they're you know, they could be in real life. Okay. So one of the I would say Jafar. Nope. No, Jafar okay. Um Give me a second. I'm going to try and guess. I get two more guesses, at least. Um, Disney villains who are just really real. I feel like you just like Maleficent. Nope. Maleficent is not a real person. Well, but all she she wants is she's just been, like, snubbed by, you know, the gentry, as she said. She wasn't wasn't invited to a party. That's really petty. Yeah, well, listen. Come on. We grew up in... LA. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, hold on. I'm still thinking. I'm still thinking. You get, you get one more guess out of the two. I know. Uh, what movie am I thinking of? Uh, the villain in Tarzan. No. Okay. I mean, yeah, I guess that's real, but he's not like scary. He's just no, a he's poacher. Just, he's just, yeah, he's just a poacher. But yeah. So what, what, are the, well, what are the two? And I'm going to probably, you know, be upset with myself for not realizing. So Frollo from the Hunchback of Notre Dame, he's literally a creepy priest. Well, yeah, okay, so I was going to guess that, but I thought maybe you'd be over that after you were, you know, four years old. No, 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 I'm, no I'm, okay, it's not me saying I'm scariest, like me mm-hmm. scared of them. It's scary that that, those, like, Frollo exists in the real world. Yeah, no, he definitely, he de- totally does, yeah. He's he's <laughs> almost the epitome of, like, what, what people who, like, have those kind of, like, um dogmatic boundaries are people who say like you can't women can't do this and the reason they do that are because they they just want to be able to control people that they want because they want they they can't they can't get it on their own so if they use power to it to manipulate and control people they can get what they want through the the ways that they're even telling people not to do they just they just want to be the only one who can do it you know like no that's a hundred percent a real thing and then the second one is Mother Gothel from Tangled, who basically kidnaps oh, Christ, a okay. child and manipulates her into believing that it's her child. Yeah. And yeah, gaslights her. Yeah. Can I ask you a question? Just because this, so this is bringing up that, and I, I just wanted to, wanted to double check with, with you. I was talking yesterday as we were watching this, this film uh, with the people I was watching the movie with. Um, that uh, what, what's, your, what's your earliest memory... In a in a movie, like what's the first movie you can remember seeing in a movie theater? Hunchback of Notre Dame. Where yeah, is it? I yeah, was Hunchback scared. of Notre Dame. Yeah, that's what, that's what I said. I said that uh, I was like, well, funny story. My brothers is <laughs> Hunchback of Notre Dame. My dad had to carry him out because Frollo was so terrifying to him because he was fucking crying everywhere. <laughs> yep. I mean, the entire opening sequence, like I watched it again, and I was like, yeah, this is definitely frightening no, for a kid. No, it's pretty scary. Like it's well, not scary, but it's frightening for a child. That was that was another complaint that I had for the Black Cauldron. Is as I was watching it, I was like, "Who's this movie for?" Because it's kind so, of not really. It's not kid like enough to be for kids, but it's not nearly adult enough to be for adults. So it's kind of for so, nobody. 
So actually, it is meant for, it was basically Disney's version of Lord of the Rings, clearly, but it was yeah. because, if you was remember- this when around we, the time that there was that animated Lord of the Rings movie? Yep. Okay. Yep. So they were like, wow, everyone loves this. We need to make our own version. We can't use Lord of the Rings. So let's find some obscure thing that we oh, can yeah, manipulate okay. enough yeah. that it seems original, but it's yeah. not. If you want to talk about a movie that's trying to cram too much Lord of the Rings, those those animated movies are only they're two movies instead of three, and they skip over a lot of stuff. And they're yeah, it's it's that yeah. it's kind of cramming a lot of stuff. And I liked them. Uh, I mean, I remember they, liking them too, but yeah. still. Anyway, so the point is, is that they. Um, <clears throat> there's their version of lord of the rings and they were trying to do this like grand adventure thing that's why it stylistically looks different yeah that's why well the thing they... that i thought was kind of upsetting is the movie is stylistically different in like certain set pieces so like his little hut it looks like really nice and stuff like that but like then you get to these like interior of the castle scenes and like when they're in the cave and it's just like plain rock behind them and it just felt like it, it almost felt like you were so used to seeing like the castle and like where he lives and when they're outside and like how really nice everything looked but clearly that took a lot of effort so then they did a lot of the complicated scenes in boring background spots and like it just made me like it almost like it was so much in one spot that like because it was so reserved in the other i just felt like it was cheapened yeah sorry that was just it, me. Uh, you you keep going i'm like interrupting you a few times i'm sorry about that no, you're fine. Um, but yeah, no, that's yeah. I mean, for me, yes, I do really appreciate the beauty of like the animation. Like that's something that I feel like definitely gets lost nowadays because everything's just computer generated. Not that they can't create beautiful scenery. Like that's something that mm-hmm. um, I mean, it's a completely different film. But the the good dinosaur is something that I've always been like. It's a really bad movie, <laughs> but it's but it's to prove that they can create literally lifelike and like basically make it look like you are actually in those places mm-hmm. and it, the movies will prove that they can do it yeah um however but yeah the boy and the bee or whatever the hell that the first like pixar animated thing is though it looks you know though it was approving what they could do it's it's still got a decently funny story for a three-minute cartoon so sometimes you gotta put a story in it too Yep. I don't know. Maybe I. Don't know. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's. I'm trying to think of the way to describe this. Well, so like I said, I definitely appreciate the animation, all that stuff, but like the characters just bore me to death. No, they're pretty boring. Taryn's boring. Like, um, yes, he. I so I don't remember for some reason the whole sequence with him getting the sword. I didn't see the other two times i watched it i must have just out to the point that i was just like okay whatever because i remember what happens after that my big problem with the sword is what's the point of it like yeah he gets the sword and then he just gives it up to get something else and i was like so what was the point of the sword like honestly it when like they put so much importance behind the sword clearly like you said because it's probably a big part of one of the the five stories and so they they're like throwing it in there to make it like seem really big and magical but then he gives it up and i'm like okay but so then I, I just don't feel the point outside of like the idea that that he wants to be a big warrior and he gives that up to do the mission except i feel like he could have just used the sword to fight the horned knight and probably would have been fine 
considering how powerful that sword yeah. seemed to be. Yeah, well, my problem with that scene is I'm like, dude, you're just giggling the entire time. And yeah. then he's like, I'm a, brave, I'm a brave boy. And I'm like, dude, you are not. Like, yeah. you swung a sword around that. I mean, Ilanui You have a lightsaber. Is- it's a lightsaber. He found a lightsaber. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Ilanui was correct. She's like, no, the sword got us out of there. He's like, no, I'm a brave person. And she's like, no, dude, it was because it was sword, the sword. <laughs> Can we discuss and- that of what you just said? Holy shit! Was I offended by the the pronunciation of this movie? Like I know Ilanui? it's it'd be Ilanui. Well, they have to make it easier. It, it'd be Ilanui, to... and it'd be Floydir. Yes, I agree. <laughs> but again, they got to make it good for American audience. Or, or flau- I, th- I guess it'd be Floydir. Yeah. So um, and also, also Gergi could Ilanui. fuck off. Yeah, Gergi, weird. We looked it up, and that's apparently... it. Which is, it's kind of funny based on what you said. So this movie was a reaction to the Lord of the Rings animated film. Yes. And then Gergi is the voice that Andy Serkis based Gollum off of. Oh my god. So it it all comes around. Yeah. Because we looked at it, we were like, like, we... Because we thought... Like, when I was watching it with, uh, like, my roommate and my girlfriend, like... We were like this. This first off, his vocal performance sounded like he was he like a completely different sound stage than everybody else. He sounded like really canny and like really like not. It just didn't sound. It didn't mix with the rest of the audio really really well. Yeah, and we watched this on Disney Plus, so this is you know the the version that we're seeing. So we, I was like, well, Disney's probably messed possibly messed with a lot of stuff when they put it on online. Um. On, on Disney Plus, and I was like, maybe this is an updated thing. And then we looked it yeah. up, and we found out: a, it's not. It this is the original audio. <laughs> um, but that, but the reason, because we, we were like, this just sounds like Gollum. But then we found out that the, the reason it sounds like Gollum is because Gollum is based on Gurgi, the voice that Andy yeah. Serkis does anyway. Yeah. So the big thing for me is just I don't care enough about these characters for yeah. me to care about the journey that they've gone on, especially Flauthier. He's like the most, uh, like, uh, why is he in this film? <laughs> and yeah. Where is he getting all of his new harp strings? Because they keep breaking, but the next scene they're fixed. <laughs> yeah, I, the only one that I actually and I I remember a very very long time ago, someone told me that their favorite character in all of the Disney movies was Princess Delonghi. Yeah, so and... I don't I don't really get why she's in the I don't get why anybody's in the film. Like, yeah. it should be Terran and his pig, and, like, that's about it. Like, maybe, like, and then, and then Gurgi, really, it should be Terran and Gurgi. Like, to be, if the, if the, if it was just the two of them, like, throughout the film, the end part of the movie where, like, he gives up being a warrior for, for Gurgi's life, like, I would, I'd buy it and I'd probably care more. But because we have so many characters in this cast in this an hour and 20 minute film like you just don't get enough time to really care about any of their relationships so by the time that he's like i want gurgi to come back or gurgi's like i've never had a friend thank you and then jumps into the cauldron like you don't care because you've not had yeah. time to really build their relationships if the movie was just taryn and gurgi I'd, I'd probably buy it way more but because and, yeah. and it would work because it'd be you'd have the strong stern kind of plain male protagonist who's a warrior and you'd have comic relief character 
And then you'd have Hedwin, yeah. who you kind of like, he disappears a little bit halfway through the film, but like, he serves his purpose, I guess, uh, to the point that he's gone. But like, if it was just those two and their adventure, and then at the end, Gurgi sacrifices himself, and then Taryn sacrifices his dreams to get Gurgi back, you'd care. But I don't. <laughs> because there's other people yeah. there that they're trying to develop, con- like, you know, connections with, and it sullies everything else. Yeah. I will say I do enjoy the witches. Like, I think they're a good plot device, but they're introduced way too late. That, well, that's, that's, what I, that's what I was saying before about, like, so many things in this movie are just... This movie is just, like, introducing new thing, introducing new thing, introducing new thing, where to the point you just... You stopped caring because they've introduced so many new things that you're just yeah. like, oh, for fuck's sake, another thing that I have to learn about. Like, and it's just a, a more exposition, and it's more like... <laughs> Yeah. Um, and what was the point of the little tiny fairies? Like they did nothing. They did nothing in the, the after the after they were introduced. They told them where the location of the cauldron was, which honestly they could have come up with some other more interesting way to find that out. Um, and then and then there's like that one guy who comes with them, but then he has like one other line of dialogue the entire rest of the film. <laughs> yeah. Well, that and as you said, like it doesn't make sense with the with princess. Ilanwi either because you don't find out why she's in the castle. She's Ilanwi. just wandering. The- okay, I'm gonna call her that. You know, I'm just gonna call her that. And deal with it. Just because no. you're in, I'm America, okay? In America, we say Ilanwi. Well, we're gonna say Ilanwi and Flaudir over here. I'm Listen, probably even saying real, those like- wrong. That's the that's the worst part. I'm probably even saying them wrong. But I'm I'm assuming okay. it's Ilanwi. But if we want to be real we say my name wrong no we don't i say your name correctly really say it again rodri no oh, you do say it right never mind how would how does other people say it we didn't use it how do Rod- other people say it? i can't even fucking say speak roger it's a rob yeah as well, in like they, they just, just they omit the h is your problem is that what you're saying yeah what i tell um is what i normally tell people is um, the best way to say my name is the girl's name Audrey and put an R in front of it. <laughs> yeah, well, that's probably why you're. That's what you're telling them. But like, yeah, it's. Well, if I say if I say Audrey, they're gonna be like, what? Yeah, but the th- it's it's kind of like the only reason we can say it properly is because our father, um, who aren't who are not yet in heaven, um, he he like he obviously Welsh, very Welsh says it properly it's like over here i constantly get like like i'll be halfway through a sentence and somebody will stop me because i've said slanesli properly and they're like wow you said that correctly like there's people in wales who can't say that correctly and there literally aren't like literally are people who are in wales who cannot say that correctly i've met people in cardiff who call it lanily because they're not even trying (laughs) or clinically which is my favorite um but uh but like, uh, yeah, like I, they'll stop me and they'll be like, "Wow, you, you said that correctly." Like most people in Wales can't say that correctly. I'm like, "Yeah, but that's where that's like the town my dad's from." You think like I'm not gonna yeah. like kids are sponges; they absorb how to say things very easily. Yeah. So like it's it's one thing that's like almost of like even though dad didn't teach us Welsh, as I'm learning Welsh, there's a lot of s- sounds in Welsh that like in everything I'm learning, they're like, this is going to be very hard for you because you've never made this sound before. And I'm like, it's actually not hard for me because I've I've, I've heard it my whole life as a kid. 
So like I know the sound already. Like yeah, I, the, the sound like the, Yeah, sorry, go ahead. This is like we know the sounds, it's just we don't know what the sound means. Yeah, well I've learned what the sound of your name is. It's just it's 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 like T makes t and T H makes th. So R makes th, but R H makes oh, God. like it's 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 you, ad, it's a vocal it's a, a vocal not a vocal there's a word for it, but essentially it's like it's it's adding like more air pressure to the sound bite you're making. So it's Rod, um, it's, it's Rodri, and it's not Rodri, it's Rodri. And you can uh, hear it in that second R in your name that like the R at the beginning is is expressed more through the H, yeah. and then you hit the more rolled R um, at the end with with the end, other part of your name. Yeah. Well, what I find. I the reason why I said oh my god is you definitely have now turned into say the British alphabet as opposed to the American alphabet. Wait, what did I do? <laughs> you said H, and oh, I went yeah. oh no. Yeah, I was wondering why you said oh no, but yeah, no, I, I, it definitely happens. Unfortunately, I think it's it's unfortunately more to do with the fact that I work in like a call center dealing with like insurance stuff over here. So like if I'm if I'm dealing with um, people's registration plates i just i have to say it in a way that they'll understand and yeah. because i do that nine hours a day for five days a week i i say it the other way i say zed now it's just it's i can't not do it because uh, i need to make sure that they know what i'm talking about yeah and that's that's completely fair yeah um yeah in the end this movie not my favorite not really <laughs> anything that i the fact that you had me watch it again i was like and i probably won't ever watch it again <laughs> yeah no, it's, it's unless, unless he actually asks me to do it, I'll probably be like, nope, not. I'm not going to sit there and be like, hmm, I feel yeah. like watching the Black Cauldron today. I would never watch this movie again, but I can also see it as like that kind of movie where somebody's like, this was my favorite movie as a kid, and then you watch it with them, and you're like, I'm really glad you appreciate this, but I don't. Like, I can I can yeah. see how some people maybe would like it. Essentially, is what my point is. Yeah, um, but I'd probably give it a. I, I, so we do scores here on the Transatlantic Theater podcast. So, <laughs> what would you score the movie out of out of ten? Out of ten, yeah. Just for animation's sake, I'm going to give it a three. A three? Wow, that's that's harsher than I was going to go. It it's just it doesn't. It doesn't lend itself to anything. Like nothing happens. Yeah, no, nothing really happens. And the ending is just—it's just really boring. There's a there's a podcast I listen to that has done basically a they go through every single Disney movie, which is where I got the idea to just watch all the movies yeah. myself. Um, but they basically said that. Um, oh my god! I lost my train of thought. There's a wait. Hold on. Oh no. Oh, podcast no. full of Disney movies. Yeah, They're watching them in order. Watching in order. I lost it. God wow. damn it! Are you? I'm so mad. Why oh, did I lose? Maybe it'll come back months? to you. Maybe it'll come back to you. I'm gonna give this a four out of ten because it's not really that offensive to me of like how bad it is. I think there's a lot of elements in it that are fun, that are good, that I enjoyed. But there's just it's it kind of it like you said it goes nowhere. Yeah. Um, uh, how my train of thought again? Okay, they call ahead. it the they call it the Disney fake death, where literally there's so many times where they quote unquote die and then they come back in last minute. Yeah, yeah, 
That's about the, it. The whole like if Gurgi had just stayed dead, then it would. I feel like that would have been. I mean, I, I still wouldn't have cared, but it would have been at least a little bit more impactful. Well, that's that, yeah, it's a little bit impactful. But the thing is, is that it, it, when he comes back, there's not enough growth between Taryn and, and Gurgi for you to care that he's sacrificed his want to be a warrior for for that for him. Like I said, if I yeah. think if the movie was just uh, just them, the, like the two of them. Um, yeah. Then I think you you would care more when he when he does that, but because of that because they don't you you don't feel that, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I I know that I was harsh, but like I just really don't like this movie, and that's with me, and that's with me. Like there are plenty of other Disney movies that I know people are like this is crap, and I think that it's great. Yeah. Like my my hot take, and it is not it's a Disney Tunes movie. Okay. There's a movie called it's called Planes, Fire, and Rescue. Love that movie. People think it's literal crap because it's like cars but with planes. And I'm like, you know what? It's about firefighters. I really like it. I thought you were gonna say because I I've seen you put this on your Instagram a few times, and I just don't get it. What's your yeah. deal with Pete's Dragon? <laughs> right? Oh my god! No, Mm-mm. you don't I do like, not like it. Pete's- no, well, I haven't seen the, the original. Or, or the the original? I mean, uh, the original. I have, ne- I have never seen the original. I thought you. I thought I've seen you post about seeing the original one. No, you have seen me post about seeing the live action one, where literally nothing happens. He looks like a giant cat. Yeah. <laughs> like that movie bored me so much. I thought I was gonna love it because I was like, "Wow, everyone loves Pete's Dragon," and then I went to watch it. And I'm like, "This is dumb." Yeah. This is such a dumb movie. How is Pete's Dragon not a canonical Disney film? Because it's live action. Uh, it's primarily okay. the same way Mary Poppins isn't it. Yeah, but either. I feel like that was their big shtick for a while. Like, look, we can we like because they had that rights. They had the rights to that camera design that allowed them to put people in cartoons next to each other. So it was like yeah. for a long time that was kind of their their big thing until other people learned how to do it. Yeah. The way that I describe that time period as i said that's basically the first version of cgi no yeah you're right it is and a lot of people i don't think give it's incredibly clever do you know how that camera works yes i've seen that camera at the disney studios i would love to see that camera that that that's that's the film nerd in me like actually like it's terrible because they you know patented the the design and like people could no other studio could literally do it outside of them for years um, yeah, but but it was it's just so clever. Just oh, we'll just take this prism that's designed perfectly to separate one wavelength of light, and then we'll just put that wavelength of light behind them, so that everything else goes. So we can capture only them on the screen. Yeah. Like, and it's just it's so it's really really clever. Yeah. The other thing that I think you would, as a film nerd yourself, would okay. I mean appreciate is you know how in um, Snow White and like. Bambi and stuff like that, they have the multi-plane camera. Yeah. They have that there as well. Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, I would like to see that, actually. Yeah, that one is... Because I've seen, like, the the things at Disneyland where they'll have they'll actually have, like, how it's set up, but not the camera that captures it. Yeah, though they have the actual camera that captures it. Yeah. That was also... I mean, I don't... I'm not, like, a huge, like, props nerd, but they mm-hmm. definitely in that same building had, uh, like, props from, like all the different movies that they have. Yeah. The only I don't like, like props when it's like, this is the jacket that Star-Lord wore. And I was like, so? 
<laughs> yeah. It's just like, okay, great. I can get the same thing. Less quality on Wish, but you know, like, like I don't don't know what you're supposed I'm supposed to feel from this. But when it's like, when it's impressive stuff, like I said, technology that's made something possible, um, then I'm excited about it because that's I think that's impressive. That's stuff that somebody sat had to sit there and go, how can we, uh, like it's it's the uh, stuff that like Orson Welles is is famous for on Citizen Kane is that uh, they said that he didn't invent any film techniques when he made Citizen Kane, or he said this, he didn't invent any film techniques when he was making Citizen Kane. He was just too ignorant to know that, uh, that the rest of Hollywood said they couldn't be done. So he told his cameraman, do this. And his cameraman loving how, you know, maverick he was like, was like, let's figure out how to do it. Even though everyone else in Hollywood be like, Oh no, you can't do that because this reason and this like the technology doesn't exist or this can't be done or the film cameras are too big like all that stuff that would stop people from progressing wells was just some theater actor who wanted who didn't even want to make a movie just was thrown a lot of money and was like do this i want this angle and he hired a cameraman who didn't say no (laughs) yeah there you go um yeah that's it's really impressive like that's something that i really do enjoy when i when i did get to go to the studios i've been able to go twice now yeah. And that was something that was just really cool is being able to see all that. Disney, in, in, like, I think my problem with Disney Modern is that there's no real innovation in what they're doing. And yeah, I think that's the impressive history of them is the innovation. Yes. Yeah, I, I agree. And that's something that people are, I mean, they're also in a weird transitional period right now, not just because of COVID. Mm-hmm. They basically, um, what's his name? Iger, mm-hmm. um, since he left Bob Iger um, yes Bob Iger is no longer the CEO okay um, he's still the chairman of the board but he is no longer the CEO yeah um, so the new person they put in was Bob Chapek who was basically in charge of all the theme parks mm-hmm. and then promoted to being the head of the entire company um, he is the one that has now been in charge of laying off over 30 no 50,000 employees mm-hmm. uh, obviously because of covid but at the same time they're just like it, he's just been very problematic a lot of people don't like him okay um and that transition just hasn't gone well do you see finally uh, being ceo at one point like within, um, if, if it happens within the next 20 years if it didn't happen in the next 20 years i wouldn't see it but um do you think in the next well, 20 years there's a possibility of him being ceo we'll see i don't know if it would be feige I who Kathleen Kennedy? Oh no! As of right now, from what rumors are, they're kicking Kennedy out, well, and they're going to put Lucas back in. They're going to put who? Lucas back in. <laughs> that's fair. Well, no, that's, uh, let me that. let me put that straight. That's a terrible idea, but I'd love to see it happen. <laughs> Yeah, they well. So basically, what from what I've heard, this is just speculation, just rumors, mm-hmm. is that as they said, Kathleen Kennedy basically destroyed Star Wars with the new the sequel trilogy. Mm-hmm. Um, they said we. They basically went to George Lucas and said, "We want you back." Mm-hmm. And George Lucas said, "Okay, cool. Here are my terms. Yeah. I will do it as long as I want to." And my successor is Favreau. I thought it would have been Filoni. As of right now, it's Favreau. Okay. Because of he said because of Mandalorian, he's like Favreau yeah, but can Filoni's take it off. Per, like, and it's so obvious from season two, like he had his hands all over season two. 
Like he was like well, I saw a few there's like a few episodes that were like written or directed by him in season one and I was like, Oh, it's nice to see that he's still involved in Star Wars but like season two was just him like all over the place. Like so much well, so that it's like like when people were like, Oh my god, Ahsoka, she's in Mandalorian I was like, Of course she is like when it's it's why it's it like it's what writers do when they're given a universe they're like, well, instead of writing other characters, I'll make my own character that I can explore and have fun with. Which is why he made Ahsoka in Clone Wars. And then he did yep. a lot with Ahsoka in Clone Wars. And then it's like, okay, well, you're giving him another show that's in Star Wars to do. He's probably going to use Ahsoka again. But again, that raises my big question of where the fuck is Ahsoka in Episode 7? <laughs> so, um, here's the other thing. Okay. They also have... well. If you know, if I mean, have you really? I know this is now turning into a Star Wars conversation. <laughs> I'm um, gonna have this conversation at like later today as well. I'm gonna, I, have, I have a scheduled conversation with my friends to discuss um, Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. So Ahsoka, in general, like, have do you know her entire story, or do you like? On, so on, I've on seen basis? Clone Wars. I've seen Rebels up to about where she where I where she was killed by Vader, and then I thought that was like I was kind of like I didn't really care for Rebels. Like I thought it was really bad. Um, so I stopped watching after that point and then I found out because I start I watched that episode of The Mandalorian and I was like I thought she was dead so then I looked it up and found out that she was brought back to life apparently in the fucking finale which is stupid um, because that like my like, oh, no. I'm watching Rebels and I was like why wouldn't Ahsoka where was Ahsoka in episode 4 and then Rebels is like oh we brought her back and I was like okay so that where is where is Ahsoka in episode 4 like why why is Yoda going oh, there's, there's there's another hope, it's Leia. And it's like, no, it should be like, Yoda be on the phone and be like, yo, Luke fucked up. Ahsoka, you still there? Like, what's going on? Well, <laughs> no, go, because go Ahsoka got <laughs> Well, that's why I'm mad what they said in Mandalorian is because she literally, like, her most famous quote is she says, I'm no Jedi. Yeah. No, it was, it was, it, Not yeah. a... And like, what was it, it, Windu calling her civilian? Like, Yeah, oh, so she, yeah. It's just, it's really interesting. Um, yeah. I think it's really dumb. It, I think, I, granted, there is there is a quote from Filoni where he said that, like, the reason Luke and Leia are what Obi-Wan and Yoda are using as their fight against Vader is because they know it's the only thing that'll bring Vader back. Because the reason, like, he, Filoni said that he, he kind of wanted to do the scene with ahsoka and vader to show that like even his old padawan couldn't bring him back from the dark side like yeah the only thing that could bring him back is his children yeah well the thing that i thought was really um i think i said that in the last episode on the podcast as well (laughs) i'm gonna try and stop repeating myself when it comes to star wars um i showed this to someone the other day um where basically it was a comic strip of saying like Ahsoka met Luke at some point. Like it's just like a fan fiction type of comic. Yeah. Um, and they, he basically, she goes like, Oh, you're Vader son. You look just, Oh no. She said, you look just like Anakin. Like, I wish you could have seen him. And he goes, I did. He came back. Like you were right. There was still good in him. And then she just like breaks down. Wow. Do you know what? I also didn't understand what didn't happen in the Mandalorian. How come Boba Fett wasn't like, hey, it's that fucker who dropped me in the Sarlacc pit? I mean, I guess. <laughs> I mean, he could have also been like, hey, it's been a while. I'm kind of over it. Yeah. Takes off his mask. He's like, see all these scars? It's pretty fucked up, isn't it? 
Yeah, it yeah, it's definitely been interesting. I'm on a huge Star Wars like kick right now. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm like excited and not excited for more Mandalorian because it makes. I think I think Boba Fett and and um, fucking what's the teen's fucking sister, or whatever fuck her name. The girl who's in this new series. Oh, um, Bo-Katan. Uh, that's her name. Yeah, okay. Well, actually, no, no, no. Bo-Katan is in Rebels, and she's in Clone Wars. Yeah, I know she's in Clone Wars and Rebels. I was, I was saying, like, she's in this one as well, and it makes sense that she's in this one, because it, like, it's the show called The Mandalorian. Like, it's about Mandalorians. The Queen of Mandalorian. Yeah. So, it, like, it makes sense that she's there. I'm excited to do that stuff. I think it's it'll be fine. I'll enjoy it. People like Mandalorians and all that shit, yeah. like... Well, what I'm really excited about, and there was a whole, like, I watched it on Clone Wars, that there's a whole thing that Obi-Wan had, like, he basically did, he had the same arc as Anakin did with Padme, but he chose the Jedi over the girl instead. Yeah, with Satine. Was that her name? Yeah. The the one that was in charge of, oh yeah, with Bo-Katan's sister. Yeah, Bo-Katan's sister. That's why when I said, ah, uh, what's Bo-Katan's name? I was like, ah, Satine's sister. I can't remember. Oh, then, gotcha. I, can't, I just, I think of her as the Duchess. I don't think of her as her name. Okay, well. Um, yeah, no, I... Well, there's there's a deleted scene in in Revenge of the Sith that really shouldn't have been deleted, where it's Obi Wan being like, "We're all we all like Padme. We all like when he's like Padme, what's going on? Where's Anakin? Blah blah blah. Like talking to her about all this stuff, um, and then like at the end of the conversation, he just kind of goes like, "Padme, we're all we're not stupid. Like, or he's like, I'm not stupid. I know that Anakin's the father. I know that like he loves you. I've turned a blind eye because." I care about him and I love him and I want him just to be happy. You have to give, you have to help me here. Yeah. And like, I was like, why isn't that in there? Like, it's just fucking. Yeah. There's a, there's a scene in Clone Wars where literally he does this whole thing where I think it's, uh, Captain Rex or Commander mm-hmm. Rex, whatever, Captain whatever Rex. position. Yeah. At that point. Commander Cody, um, Captain and... Rex. Yeah. So he's standing in front and Anakin's doing like a talk with Padme on like on the hologram or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then he's trying to get Obi-Wan to not come in. And then Anakin goes to leave, and then Obi-Wan just goes, I hope you told Padme hi for me. And he, like, <laughs> stops for a second, and he looks back, and he's just like, I don't know what you're talking about, and they kept walking. Yeah. So I'm like, they, like Obi-Wan knows. Like, ugh. It just makes... Uh. So, but, oh, so the point that I'm trying to make with this is I was trying to say that I hope... I made a tweet about it the other day, too. I said, in this Obi-Wan show, I really hope they decide to show how he and Satine met. I hope they don't. <laughs> like okay. I think they, I thought they do in Clone Wars though. No, they just say like, "Oh, we have a history," but they okay. never explain that. But no, I I think I don't know. Like I don't know what to expect from the Kenobi show. The worst part about the Kenobi show is is the the kind of like Maul Maul should be a bar, like a huge part of it. But we know how that ends already. We know that he finds him on Tatooine and he dies. So it's like okay, well that kind of emotional crux is over with. So. Outside of Kenobi just being another Mandalorian, like, fucking space western, like, where it's just him, like, fixing shit around Tatooine. Like, I don't know what it yeah. could be about. Yeah, so that's why I'm really hopeful. Well, because, I mean, Hayden Christensen's supposed to come back as Darth Vader in it, yeah. too. And apparently Liam Neeson said he wouldn't mind coming back as Qui-Gon. Yeah, so I have a feeling it's just going to be, like, let's delve into, like, the younger years of Anakin, or Kenobi, while also being, like... But they couldn't, he's just too old now. Like, I don't want, like, to be honest, like, I don't want another Luke Skywalker thing where he just looks gross. Like, he didn't look, I like, really it's just don't so think they would bad. Do that. 
The thing that yeah, was I really the thing that was worse about that is I've seen videos on YouTube of people fixing it, and I'm like, so you're telling me some dude who's not being paid to do this made it look more like Mark Hamill than the person who's probably paid like, you know, well, granted they're probably paying people in New Zealand fuck all to do it because that's how the industry is going these days. But like, no, it's just, it's just it seems really messed up. Well, did you hear who they said they like? A big thing that people said is that they wish they had just hired another actor to be him. Um, to be like young Luke. Um, the person that they said, I would not be mad about at all. Who's that? Sebastian Stan. Uh, no. Really? But he, he looks just No, no. Here's, here's what I think they should have done. I think we all would have, if we saw, it, when he takes his hood off and you see his little fucking bowl cut or whatever it is, like, um, and you see one one arm is gloved, one arm is just a hand and he takes it off and you see his iconic Luke Skywalker head. We all knew who it was when he pulled out the lightsaber anyway and you just see R2 like come up behind him like that's all we needed. We needed Mando to just be like have his moment with with baby Yoda and then pass him to Luke and like Luke pick him up but we didn't need to see his face. We just needed to know it was Luke and move on. That's it. Oh no, the see I think it's funny that you knew it was Luke from the lightsaber. I knew it was Luke from the glove. Well, I mean, I knew it was Luke when the X-Wing showed up. Like, I was like, oh, gee, a Jedi is here. Oh, oh, like, what's going to happen next? Like, oh, just, I'll be honest, I fucking hated that scene. I really did. Well, what I find really funny is all the people now just being like, Luke Skywalker in, what did they show him? Oh, where he's, like, on A New Hope, and he's, like, awkwardly handling a lightsaber, and they're like, 2020 Luke Skywalker, and he's like, Basically, being how Vader was in Rogue One. Yeah, there's that's the worst part of it. Is like there's even scenes of them matching it up, and it it's literally like almost shot for shot, or not shot for shot, but like it's the same pace and like movement of. There's even a scene where he where at the same point that like if you line them up at the same point that Luke like chokes and crushes a robot is the same point that Vader chokes and crushes a a, a rebel, and it's just it's it's like oh, it just fucking defeats the purpose of what a Jedi is. It's just it's. And it, it, I, I get a lot of people who are like upset that they that people are making this comparison, but it's really just the whole thing is just shitting on. I think it's shitting on the Last Jedi, and like the Last Jedi understood what a Jedi was. As mm. much as people fucking disagree with that, I think I really think that the Last Jedi understood what L- Luke Skywalker was as a character, what the Jedi was, and all and and that kind of mentality, and like, but. But people don't want to see that. They want to see Luke Skywalker literally show up on an X-Wing and fuck everything up with a lightsaber. Like, that's that's what they want to see because that's their idea of a fucking hero. No, they're... He- like, it's just... <laughs> Luke Skywalker's a flawed fucking guy. Like, he's, he's not good. Like, yeah. I, I've said... I, I was saying to um, Adam... We have accidentally name-dropped him a few times in this podcast, so I don't have to cover that up. But you know who I mean when I say Adam. I was talking to Adam and I was saying that he would hate that end of Mandalorian because he really likes The Last Jedi as much like like the way that I do uh, for the reasons that I do. Um, and I was like, Luke, Luke Skywalker makes one correct decision in the in, in all three movies. Like, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> like, in the, the correctest, the only thing that he, he, like the entire time, he's an arrogant kid who's been given a lot of power and doesn't know what to do with it and is 
constantly doing the wrong thing. Like, he leaves Yoda and just goes, I'm gonna fight Vader. I'm fucking ready. And Yoda's like, bitch, two days ago you couldn't lift a rock. Like, <laughs> um, and like, he, like, episode one, he's just like this dorky kid who's screaming everywhere with his fucking pubescent voice screeching all over the place. Like, in, ep- in episode six, he's just constantly making bad... He's, like, a bit more wise, but he's still making, like, kind of arrogant decisions. Like, he thinks that he's gotten better, you know? And, like, the only good decision he makes is realizing that the path that he's about to go down is the same path that brought his father to being Vader. And he goes, no, I'm not going to kill my father. You don't have control over me. I have control over me. This is this is, this is my father. Like, I'm, I'm not going to kill him. And like that's the yeah. only that's the one moment where you where he makes a good decision. Now, for me to expect for you to like expect me to think that for the rest of his life he makes good decisions after three movies of him making only one. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, the other thing too is like the how did I discuss with people? Like that was something that they really delved into in Clone Wars. Yeah. Was that um that basically, like, the Jedi are just, like, the thing that the citizens hated is that the Jedi were supposed to be peacekeepers, and they suddenly turned into warriors and soldiers. And in the end, that's what they're supposed to be. They're just supposed to be basically monks. Like, they're not supposed to be anything more than that. Like, their ability to use a lightsaber is supposed to only be used in, like, the last-minute situations. And... The only reason why I think that the original trilogy allows us to use lightsabers as much as they do is because that thought process is gone. Yeah, it's also because the only thing that's really left in the original trilogy is the Sith, where that is their first line of defense. Yes. So that's where they just use lightsabers all the time. Yeah. Whereas if you, and then if you look at, at least if you look at episode one, I think episode one does a really good job of showing we don't use lightsabers unless it's absolutely necessary. Yeah. I mean, look, the final fight, the, like, it, it's, I mean, it's, it's Lucas and it's the prequel trilogy, so it's really hard to give credit for a lot of things. But the fact that, that uh, episode one, like, they only, Obi-Wan and, and, and Qui-Gon only turn on their lightsabers after Maul has turned on his. Yes. Like, that's what the Jedi are. They're re- they, they'll react to, vi- like, to, to violence with violence, but if, if they can mitigate a situation with something else, they won't. Although, that being said, now that I think about it, in the same movie, literally, smoke goes through the ventilation shafts, and they fucking turn on their lightsabers. So... <laughs> well, no, they... No, there... Oh, what happens? No, no, no. Well, I think it is, and it wasn't because of the smoke. It was, they sensed the, the ship going up. And then they jumped up with their lightsabers, and then they turned it off when the smoke yeah. came. In. But also, I think what you're saying of like the the whole point of the Clone Wars is showing that the down like the the downfall of the of the Jedi of them turning away. Essentially, the reason that they fail in Episode Three is that they've turned their back so much from the Force. Instead of being intuitive in the Force, feeling you know this this all powerful thing that permeates the universe, and just turning into mindless attack machines. Like they're yeah. they're using their power to 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 do something that isn't what the Jedi is set to do, which is just to feel the Force. Which which is why I like the Last Jedi. Because the Last Jedi is one of the first. Like Last Jedi and Empire Strikes Back are the only two movies that I go. I I like the Force. The Force feels fun to me. Like because it it feels like it's it's not like this device that's used to get people out of situations. 
it's just this thing that's explained to you as it's this power that's everywhere around you. And if you're strong enough, if your mind is strong enough, you can tap into it. But if, yeah, like, if you do well, what, what the Jedi are doing, you, you lose that focus of the Force and you end up being so blind to everything that's happening around you. Well, the thing that I was going to say is, like, well, I mean, I know you hate the idea of a midichlorian count, but Mandalorian yeah. brings it back. Did they? I forgot. I didn't, okay, to be honest, I didn't watch all of season two. I watched the so, first few episodes, got really bored, uh, watched the episode with Bill Burr, because goddamn, that was a good episode. Um, and then I watched okay. the last episode. So, and the one here's, with Ahsoka. There, go ahead, go there's ahead. a point, there's a point that they, um, they, so Grogu gets taken away, mm -hmm. and they're trying to figure out where he's at, and they end up at this uh, facility where it's like a science type of does like, Los facility. Does Los Hermanos test him for metachlorians? <laughs> yeah, so they basically said that they said we need something with a high M count. Yeah. And because Grogu <sighs> has such a high M count, they need it. My theory, and this is where my thing comes in, because mm -hmm. I feel like that's how they're going to try to tie it into the sequel trilogy, is that they needed a entity with a strong metachlorian count so they could clone Palpatine. Because if you look, maybe <laughs> at like, because if you look at the other like things, whatever, they look like monstrous. Yeah. And so my idea is that Snoke is just a failed clone of Palpatine. Yeah. No, that's what I thought. That's what is is kind of canon that he's a failed clone. I, it's, as far as I know, no one's yeah. talked but about. But to that. be fair. Don't get me started on episode nine. I'll I, I'll scream for days. So. I know you. I know you. You and I have had a small discussion about episode nine, which you're gonna hate. I I mean, if I just want to feel like Star Wars, I will put on Rise of Skywalker and just let it go. What? If I really want to, like, like no no no. If I'm saying like because it, it the way I just like, oh my god I'm getting flustered now. The way that I think of episode nine is like. It's like the high action, let's do the greatest hits in one go. It's like a, um, oh, what's the, what's the word? Or the, what are, in shows they always do like a, oh, it's like a clip show basically, of like Star Wars. That's how I feel about episode nine. So like if I really want to like delve into like a Star Wars movie and like pay attention and get like philosophical about it, I'll put on any other movie. But if I just want to be like, I just want a fun Star Wars movie, I'll if put I, that if, if I want a fun Star Wars movie, I'd put on episode six. I know like, you if do. I, if I, I was going to put on one that I didn't want to pay much attention to, I'd put on episode six. No. the So what I've told people is that I said the movie that I have seen the most is episode, is episode six. Because I used to... I, I like, I, I, so amongst a lot of people I that I that I know that I talk about Star Wars with that are quite critical of it, like so episode six is, is quite like it's 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 made fun of a lot like it's not made fun but like it's regarded as pretty shit but i, yeah. and I but i have a i have a special place in my heart for it like i i loved that movie as a kid i still I, I now as an adult know that it's not the best one like i recently rewatched episode five and i was like holy shit what a fucking good movie this is like it's just so good and like it's just it's well paced everything is like it, it's just it's a really solid film as a film it's a really good action film it's, yeah. it, it really There's... delves into the characters really well. I think it's good. I think it's a lot of fun. Um, episode 6 is definitely not as good as it, but I still really enjoy it. 
in in my heart. And I think I think a lot of people like they shit on the part where like it's just Han, Luke, and Leia like fucking around with the Ewoks. And I'm like, yeah, but it's it's your third film in the trilogy. Like this is what this is what Episode Nine was missing. Well, well, no, Episode Nine tries to do it, but we haven't had any films where we fucking had these characters enjoy each other. So like, Episode Nine tries to make you feel like this. You know, this end to this, like the the finale to this friendship between Poe and and Finn and Ray, but like they've spent no time together. But in Episode Six, because you've let them spend so much time together, when you get to Episode Six and you just get just watch them mess around with Ewoks, you feel okay with it because you're like, okay, well, I kind of want this little moment of them hanging out before the final battle so that I can remember what's the friendship that's at stake in a sense. Yeah, it's, I don't know, I get, I get it, it's a thing. I mean, you will hate the movie that is, like, my favorite out of all of them, so. Is it episode three? Yep. I knew it was going to be episode three. So, oh my god, wait, wait, okay, so the best thing was, um, well, before we move away from episode six, I went to, so, I think I've told you about Epcot, right? The yeah. place that, it's like, yeah. the countries and all that? So they're doing a festival right now, which is called the Festival of the Arts. And basically you can go and you can buy a bunch of like Disney artwork that people have made. But there was a whole stall dedicated to Star Wars. And so I decided to purchase my first like real piece of Disney artwork. And it's basically a huge landscape of Endor and it's really pretty. Mm-hmm. Sounds nice. Um, yeah. Anyway, so the point, or the thing, the reason why I'm moving away from episode. Can I um, can I very quickly say something that's like tied back to very early in our conversation, but it ties yeah, into okay. what we're talking about now. So I was bring, I forget what the how the conversation was brought up. I think it was somebody was saying that Black Cauldron was like the first movie they remember seeing in theaters. Maybe uh-huh. I don't remember exactly. Um, no, we we're talking about just first movies in general, um, and. And I was I mentioned that yours was no, Hunchback of Notre Dame, and I was saying my first memory, like the the first the first memory I can think of that I can remember it's seeing in the theaters, is Phantom Menace. Yeah, um, I love that. Except the only memory that I really have of that movie in the theater was when, <laughs> and you'll remember this too because we made, used to make fun of him for it all the time, when Darth Maul fucking showed up double lightsaber and you and i fucking we flipped our lids we were so excited and we turned to dad and dad was passed out <laughs> yep yep <laughs> oh uh, christ <laughs> it's like I, this well, big climactic battle we fuck oh my god uh, yeah the world of fates gets started and dad is knocked out yeah um, in his defense so, it's flipped now every time i go to mom and dad's house if I if I watch a movie with them, mom's passed out and dad's like enjoying it with me. So yeah. Um. So I you know do you remember how they made those books where they basically created Shakespearean versions? Yes, I used to um, own all of them. All of them. All of them. So they have made more. So they literally have like the Last Jedi, the Force Awakens. Yeah, Jedi I only had the six. I only had uh, no, no. Sorry, no. I only had three. I only had. Um, uh, uh, had a new uh, hope. Yeah, I only had I had New Hope, Empire, and, and Jedi, whatever they were called. I know so, like the Empire Striketh or something like that, Striketh Return or whatever. Yeah, so there was so there was uh, one that I saw that the person I was with had. They got Phantom Menace, and then I got, or and I didn't get it. I wanted to buy Revenge of the Sith, mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. and it rocked me up because I was like, I wonder. And I went to the scene basically where you know Obi Wan does his like little monologue of Anakin by the lava. Yeah, and just I just now spew out to people. I'm like, you were thy brother, Anakin. Like, that's all I that, like, it, it, oh my god it cracked me up I just read that one line and I was like that's good enough I don't need to read it anymore that's a, that, that was my big problem um, with kind of the the films in in general is um, or sorry the, the books in general is is when I read them like it was funny to flip the scenes and go <laughs> but like that was it <laughs> Well, the one thing I didn't read it, but there was one that I thought was actually really, really interesting. I'll be honest, I, they, re- I read all of the fourth one. I read all of A New Hope or whatever that's called. They, in the other one. So they created a whole model, like an actual like two-page monologue for Anakin once Obi Wan leaves. Wow. Of him, of him basically like reflecting on his life. Yeah. And like burning. Damn. And I'm like. Oh my god! Like I think I read like bits and pieces, and I was like, "Yeah, this." Did is he a say lot. to burn or not to burn? That is a question. Basically, because I know he like talks about like Padme, and then he talks about like the Jedi, and he just like goes through this whole thing. And he, I think he even like talks about his mother at one point. Just like it's a whole thing. Have you seen all the like um, uh, memes of after the Last Jedi or the the after uh, the Rise of Skywalker, where it's like. <laughs> Uh, Darth Sidious being like the Sith have the power to bring back the dead and then Anakin's like yeah it's called force healing we learn about it all the time it's fine yeah, it's, it's yeah. crazy <laughs> but that was so that was the other thing too I forget what it was is that oh they were like Padme is like so strong but like she dies from like a chokehold I was like no she dies because she's heartbroken no 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 but- no 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 she dies. I've explained this to so many people, and the second I explain this to people, they go, oh shit, that makes me more sense. Sidious uses her life force to bring Anakin back. I mean, I guess? Anakin is, is on the brink of death, and he uses, he, he takes Anakin, he takes Padme's life, and puts it into Anakin, and brings him back to life. It's, it's, it's the cost of his of him being brought back. Well, I mean, it makes, like, that makes sense if you use the idea of, like, the force healing that they talk about, but wouldn't she, like, wouldn't, wouldn't she need to be, I mean, I guess Sidious is, like, No, because I think the idea is that the the dark side, so the light side of the force, you would do what, what Kylo did, where he gave himself to bring someone back, but the dark side is obviously a lot more selfish, so you'd use an innocent to make someone, to bring someone back. I guess. Like, that does make sense. I just... That's something you would have to, like, really... You'd have to be a huge-ass Star Wars nerd for that to... <laughs> Hi, you're speaking like, to one. Yeah, well, I mean, clearly, you and I have been Star Wars nerds forever. Yeah, we... Um, like, the thing that's crazy to me is that when we were... When I was... So, Star Wars Episode One came out, and that's my first memory is watching a film. Like, in the, the- in the theater. Back when uh, Bed Bath & Beyond was a the theater. Um yes. People yeah. in Monrovia, old school people in Monrovia, know what we're talking about. Uh, um, but like that—that—that that, that was when I was four years old. Yeah, I remember. And, but that yet, that I have—I have so much. Like, a, I have such a strong memory of watching the original trilogy long before I watched Episode One. 
Like, because I remember yeah. I was excited for episode one because I was like, more Star Wars? Like, oh my God. Like, but that was, I was four. Like, so I had four years of, uh, and it was just those fucking gold edition, like Star Wars gold edition VHSs that we just fucking popped in every day. Like, it was just. Yep. Yeah, that's well. I love that this was originally supposed to be about the Black Cauldron. We just, said, no, we're <laughs> just, just evolved into Star Wars. Star Wars. I don't know. I think that's. So I we, think that's most I can talk about for Star Wars. I, I like the worst <laughs> part is, and I said at the beginning of this, uh, like I'm about to have like a who knows how long conversation about Star Wars today. Oh, no. well, the best thing, the best thing with Star Wars for me is that because my boyfriend is a big Star Wars nerd, that's all mm-hmm. we talk about. Oh, like I don't know if that'd be so, great. But well, I mean, hold on. It's gotten to the point that literally so because i love star wars land so much at disney and all that they have a book that's literally like yeah i've seen you put up that you like that book yeah Yeah, also i know that we've changed just for the context of the podcast that we're recording now or still recording like though you and i have changed to video chat try not to like explain things to me that require video unless you want the the podcast i'm well aware i'm well aware that's why so you I were said reading what book, book Rodri? I was reading a book that is a companion piece to the Star Wars Land Galaxy's Edge thing. It's called Star Wars Galaxy's Edge Black Spire by Delilah S. Dawson. Okay. Um, which is really good. I really enjoyed it. Um, they So Disney has decided to create this big thing for Star Wars now, like in the comic books and just like reading material-wise. So they have this new thing called The High Republic, which is supposed to be about when the Jedi were at, like, their peak. Mm-hmm. And, like, the stuff that they would have done at their peak. So there's a new book that came out that's called Star Wars The High Republic, Light of the Jedi by Charles, I want to say, Soul? But it's got E at the end. Um, that book, can't get into it. It's so... It, it, tying it back to the Black Cauldron, it literally introduces new characters every chapter, and then something happens, and then you don't ever hear from them again. Yeah. I have been told that that changes... But I'm like, how many pages in? 53 pages in. And yeah. each chapter is like, there's literally a point they're like, we introduced this person. And then at the end of the chapter says, they died. Yeah. <laughs> and then you get to the next one. Yeah. And then you get to the next chapter. And they introduce this whole person about like, this guy who wants to take this girl on a date and blah, blah, blah. And then he's like, oh no, something's happening. And then he died. I'm like, I just spent a whole chapter thinking about this guy's backstory. And I, for what? Well, to find still like died. American Horror Story, so. I mean, that's why. But that's literally the reason I've said that I don't like American Horror Story is because by the time I get invested in the characters, it's the end of the season, and I don't. I'm not going to see them again, so I don't care. Uh, not so much anymore. Now he's bringing people and mixing them into the different seasons. Well, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna watch six seasons of a show so that in the fifth and sixth one they all Um, start combining. There's actually nine. Fuck's sake! That's that's just not happening. That's just not happening. Oh, no, you're, you're gonna like, that was that was like I was really hesitant to watch because um, I only recently, for the first time, watched it, which is kind of odd when you think about how long the show's been going, how really popular it's been. This whole I'm gonna get to it in a second. Hold on, I'm building up the pressure. <laughs> um, considering how long the show's been going, it's been going since 2005, and considering um, like how big it like popular it is it was shocking to me that for the mm-hmm. first time i watched for the first time ever uh, an episode of it's always sunny in philadelphia last year no no no, two years ago now i keep okay. forgetting that we're done with 2020 because 2020 felt like that like it just felt like nothing because i just spent the entire time indoors 
So, um, but yeah, no, like I only watched Always Sunny for the first time in 2019, you know? Well, I mean, I've never watched an episode just because it, it, you know me, I hate that type of humor. I'm the kind of person that's like, ha, like if you paid attention, that's a funny joke. Not Mm -hmm. let me aggressively put comedy in your face. It's not like, it's really not abruptly putting comedy. It's, it's abruptly putting horrific horrific situations in front of you that unless you find horrible people doing horrible things because that's the thing is like and it's why, almost like why I'm upset about the fact that they, they like removed the episodes where the characters do blackface for for um, like they're doing Die Hard and I'm like I, I, I'm like no no the point of the show is that they are deplorable absent of morals people like no one should watch the show and go, I want to be them. Like no, you should be you should be disgusted well, by them, and the humor is by the disgust. So, so to remove those episodes is to to almost make it be like no, no no the characters are not as deplorable. I'm like no no they have to be deplorable. They're so no, vain okay. and disgusted with themselves. So here's my rebuttal to blackface mm-hmm. because blackface is awful. Yeah, um, no it is, but that's the point. Is if awful. we have learned. No, okay, so if we have learned anything mm-hmm. about people in 2020, I'm going to put your podcast on real blast. <laughs> um, the, most, people, most people are, at least Americans, are very stupid. Yeah. So um, they, will, they will see that and be like, a TV show did that. I should be able to do that. They won't get what you're saying. Yeah, because, no, I get, yes, I get that point of view. I get that point of view. Um, because that that's the whole thing too that I've noticed like again when we went back to talk about Disney mm-hmm. movies and like why they should talk about the racially whatever things is because if they don't address it it gets perpetuated yeah no you're, you're right the same I, but I I get what you're saying I, and I understand because I've that's obviously the rebuttal that I've met with all the time every time I say the thing about the always sunny yeah um, and it's it's hard to argue because and like because I have this maybe it's this naive sensibility to myself where I assume that people are going to um, like see these horrifically immoral people and will go they're doing immoral things therefore if I do those things I am also immoral like that's what I take from the show but to assume that other people take that from the show maybe is giving a bit too much credence to everyone so i can see that argument and i do kind of i do i re- I really do sympathize with that argument because i do i do think that it makes a lot of sense and maybe it is just me being naive um i but i it's, like when i well, watch I the can... show everything they do is like the, like the whole point of the show is not it's 15 seasons in there's been zero character development and one of the reasons they do that is because they they're like no they're bad people they don't develop they don't learn from mistakes they don't do anything new they don't like they're always just alcoholics sitting in a bar chatting shit like fucking making schemes to make money and rip people off and and prove people are stupid like be just just being terrible to people in general like every episode and that's the point so when you watch a show in that context when you watch a show where they do where halfway through the episode they change which person is going to do play uh is going to play um 
Murtaugh in their in their Lethal Weapon remake, so has to do blackface. Like mm-hmm. they change halfway through because one person was so vain that they thought they could act it better. Like it just it it's <laughs> that's the whole point of the show is that they're so full of themselves. They're so horrific as a pe- as a person that they can't see past the fact that they should be the spotlight. Um, but but I can also, as you said, yeah. it's maybe giving a bit too much credence to to people. Not to say that people are stupid, but just like you can't, especially when a show is no, I, no, no, especially if you think that a show, a TV show, or a film is art. Art is meant to be interpreted in different ways, so you can't put something out there like that and ha- let it be interpreted if the message is solely this is wrong because some people aren't going to interpret it as that this is wrong. So I can see that point of view. I can see what yeah. you're saying. Well, well, the only reason why I'm saying like, I just, people are stupid. <laughs> it's 2020 taught us anything, mm-hmm. especially here in America that you can't wear a damn mask. Yeah. And they'll say, no, it's infringing upon my rights as a human being. Mm-hmm. Like, if people are making that type of argument, then how is that, like, there's no way I'm going to be able to say, yeah, someone definitely is saying, like, well, this is wrong because they're shitty people. They're going to be yeah. like, I relate to that person. I am that person. Yeah. So that's going to be okay. Like, that's that's where I'm coming from in terms of that. It's like, I've just lost faith in humanity <laughs> as a whole. Yeah. I can see I how a lot like, of people have. Maybe, again, maybe I'm naive, but I haven't. I haven't. I think I think there's a lot of things wrong with this world, um, but I don't. I don't. I still think humans, at the end of the day, most of them, with the exception of Paul Ryan and Mitch McConnell, um, and Boris Johnson know. and Jacob okay. Rees-Mogg. Well, I don't know. Paul Ryan got out of there after two years, so <laughs> because he made his money and went. <laughs> no, he straight up said like I. He has said publicly like I do not agree with that guy oh, at all really? anymore. Like I. Yeah. yeah, he's like, I did, I don't anymore. Yeah, well, that was the weird thing that I, like, I remember, I was super wrong in this, of, like, 2016, um, like, the newspaper headline was, like, Trump's inauguration, and right behind Trump was Paul Ryan, and I told people, I was like, don't don't be afraid of Trump, be afraid of this guy right here, this guy who's just in the background, but you're not paying attention to him, and I was like, because he's the scary guy. And then Paul Ryan left, and I was like, "Fuck, I'm kind of afraid of Trump." Then, <laughs> like, because yeah. Paul Ryan well, is who I was afraid of before. <laughs> well, see, the thing that, and that's where I wish, like, for me, why re? Because I uh, tried to watch all of Star again going to Star Wars, watching all the Star Wars movies um, in order, and I got to Episode Three, mm-hmm. and I didn't watch, and I was like. This is America right now. You say this like, is America. Any- you say this is America, but we were. Uh, I was ten years old when episode three came out. Maybe even younger when episode three came out. And I remember us saying that that the prequel trilogy was an allegory for George Bush. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because we th- we thought like I mean, the, the Iraq was- War was like some metaphor. The Clone Wars was like a metaphor for the Iraq War and Afghanistan War. I mean, like- it could. Honestly, it could have been because at that point, when George Lucas was making it, that's around the time yeah. that the first Iraq War started. So, like, it could have made sense. But the bigger thing for me was just, I will never ever forget when I taught U.S. government 
and I tried to teach my students about like what the State of the Union looked like. And I showed them uh, Trump's first State of the Union. Mm-hmm. And after he literally spoke a sentence, they everybody cheered and got up and clapped for him. After every single sentence. Are you talking about your it was, students? Or are you talking about the, the Congress? Republicans? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And that, like, the entire, like, every single time I watched it, because mm-hmm. I watched the class multiple times, um... Are you talking about like that one where um, there's that great fucking burn by Obama where he's giving a State of the Union and he went, he said, um, I can't run for re-election anymore. And then all the Republicans started clapping and cheering and he said, I can't because I won both already. And then just Democrats just started like fucking cheering. (laughs) Well, so, but for me, like when that happened, the cheering, like he literally Mm -hmm. just said like, I don't know. It literally was just like, thank you, Americans. And then they would just like, and like he would stand up. However, that that is kind of, that is a State of the Union address. That is just what they are. They're Mm -hmm. like, there's even, there's a, a, um, there's a a clip that I fucking remember from when Obama was about to leave office. Um, And he's just trying to give a speech to like this random, there's like a college campus or something, something like kind of random. And like the, he said a sentence. Okay. Hold on, hold on, hold on. He said a sentence, and people started clapping. And he said, "Please, this isn't a State of the Union. I'm on a train of thought." Like, like that. That's just what State of the Unions are. You're doing a great job. Like, like that's just yes, what they are. Just the way that it'd be. Okay. Here's the thing for me. It'd be different if it's just applause. Yeah. But literally, it was Penn standing up, Paul Ryan standing up, every rep- like they just kept getting up and getting back down, getting up and getting back down, and the thought that just kept going through my head was what Padme is just like, this is how democracy dies because it happened every single state of the union. With and I mean, support. I get what you're saying. Yes. But yeah. And it literally was thunderous applause. Like it wasn't like, he literally could have said like, I took a great shit this morning and they would have been like, <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't understand. Yeah. And so I, for me, it just like, it kept making me disheartened that I'm like, I understand that we have, at least in America. I know that Britain has their own issues on their own. Um, but America, I understood that American politics were biased, not biased. They were, um, part of, there we go. That's what I'm looking for. They were partisan. Yeah. Um, I understood that. I understood that people wanted what they wanted for their specific part. Like I understood it. Yeah. But once he came in, I'm like, no, this is like awful. Like this is rigged. Like, this entire system is rigged to the point that, like, when his first impeachment happened, I don't think it made it on the news in Britain, but literally so many Republicans said, yeah, he did it, but he won't do it again. Yeah. No, no. And they voted. We we saw plenty of, I think one of the interesting coverage, uh, like, one of the, and the reason that I have a few friends in the States who will read uh, BBC it's because BBC almost have this like outside in kind of perspective where they're just like they don't report anything from I mean they do there's there's people who say they report it from kind of a kind of a left side um, but those are the people who read the sun so we don't care about them um, uh, but like they, there's this kind of point of view of like seeing it from outside in and so they report everything without like any kind of well, probably a little bit of bias but like because there's definitely a left wing bias to the BBC I think um, yeah Although there's a left wing bias, but the BBC was pretty 
horrible to Jeremy Corbyn. So even though I don't, you know, not saying that it wasn't justified, but it's kind of like in the same sense of like it was just it was just kind of out attacking him. And it's like okay, but yeah. Theresa May's government isn't exactly doing the best job, but they're just like hounding Jeremy Corbyn. And it's like okay, but he's leader of the opposition. How about we judge the government? that is currently in power. <laughs> um, but anyhow, yeah, but, yeah no, I, yeah. I, I, we definitely got a lot of things about that. Like even, I mean, I was, I was disgusted by the fact that um, in the, the recent impeachment, it was only 10 Republicans who descended. Yep. That's it. Although from what the, I mean, again, it's all alleged and all that stuff right now, but they're saying that potentially um, they are going to, that there's a lot of more, Republicans in the Senate that are secretly lobbying to convict him. They can say that all they want, but I yeah, I don't I don't think it'll happen either, which is really disappointing because I just want him to not be able to run in twenty twenty four. That's literally what everyone is saying. They're like, you yeah. will have peace of mind if he Although, is unable to run. Just gonna briefly say the beer I'm drinking right now tastes like a Sam Adams Oktoberfest. It just tastes like pumpkin nonsense. I don't know the fuck I'm drinking right now. It's disgusting. <laughs> Oh, that was when it's, I had a whole... Blandford Fly. Sweet, oh, sweet I didn't you. Oh, I didn't tell you about this. I don't know why I didn't call you. I mean, granted, I made I called Gareth at like midnight. Ooh, really cool. But, Sorry, hold, um, hold, hold, hold one second. I'm having Heather try the beer. Oh. <laughs> no? It's bad, right? It's like a drink bucket. Oh. Yeah. She said it's like a drag's bucket. Oh, ew. Yeah. Anyhow, you called Gareth um, our older, older, older brother. Yes. Um. So basically, when I went to Epcot the other day, we basically yeah. drank around the world, which was great. We yeah. had mm-hmm. we had margaritas, we had uh, sake, we had, and then we got over to the UK pavilion. Mm-hmm. And so we go, and I got something called the Leprechaun, which was basically a very like fruity mm-hmm. drink. It was yeah. just green and fruity. Um, and then the my now boyfriend looks and he's like, I'm gonna get the Welsh dragon. And I was like, Okay. And so he gets it. Um, the Welsh dragon is I think you told green me, I think you told me this. So yeah, first off it's green. So that's it, to be fair, to be fair, and, the Welsh flag is literally white clouds and a field of green. So Yes, but I I and there's, again, there's a dragon there, but it's a field of green. But if you call it the Welsh dragon, it's gotta be red. Yeah, no, it's gotta be red. Yeah. So, anyways, so he goes drinking. I'm like, wow, this is like. I was like, this is also a fruity drink. Actually, the Ethrai. And so I. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm correcting my own. So I went. So I went to go call Gareth to be like, "Hey, um, there's a Welsh drink in America, and Mm. it is not anything close to what would be offered in the UK or in Wales at all." And it, I just thought it was really funny. I was just like, "There's no Pandaren." Like yeah. you guys are gonna like. Actually- There's a um. So, I I fucking hate these shows, but I but Heather got me hooked on one of them, and it's for a very specific reason, okay. and I'll say why. So we watched the Great British Bake Off Professionals. So the reason I don't like the Bake Off okay. show that they normally do is it's like random fucking people who are like, I like making cakes! And like, that's it. Um, but the professionals are people who are from like five-star restaurants or like people like of high, like from from really high-quality patisseries. They know what they're doing. Yeah, they know what they're doing. So it's like, it's almost like 
the the question isn't if they can do it it's if they can do it under the time pressure it's it, is their team good enough to do it like things like that like it, are they do are they compatible do they work together well things like that um so it works really well but they have this um they're two french dudes but they have a um uh, a rest uh, not a they have a a, a bakery in Cardiff called Cocorico Patisserie, um, which I've seen, I've, I've been near, but unfortunately due to lockdown, it's just like, I haven't really been able to go. And the one time I was in the area because I was looking at a property, like they, they just closed like right when I finished. So it was kind of upsetting, but I really wanted to go, but they actually won the, uh, the 2020 spoiler. They won the 2020 <laughs> big, big off the professionals um, challenge, but they, they did one where it was supposed to be like a boozy kind of cake. And they and the commentator yeah. said they've added a Welsh whiskey. And I was like, "There's one Welsh whiskey, dude. I can see the bottle. They're using Penderyn. Like, fucking, just tell everyone they're using Penderyn." He probably doesn't know how to say it. That's Maybe probably what it was. It's Penderyn. It's it's not that hard. I, like, out of all the Welsh words, you literally like it's Penderyn. And I'm like, no. If you said it, if you anyone else said, they'd be like Penderyn. Yeah, but it'd be Pendiran, I guess, if you were gonna say it in <laughs> Welsh, Pendiran. A penderen. This is if since again we're doing videos, so that's I literally just went like that meme of the girls just be like what? <laughs> what? But no, like no, <laughs> it, it's it's not. It's like the easiest of all the town names in Wales probably to pronounce outside of Newport. <laughs> I mean, I feel like Cardiff is like pretty easy to say. I mean, technically, it'd be like Cardiff. It'd be Cardiff is how you say it in Welsh. Cardiff. Fuck. I'll just give back my Welsh card then. Which, I'm just saving Native which, American. Which is like... So they think that it... Cause, so the Taff River runs next to it. So they think that okay. it originally was uh, Cardaff. Um, because it would okay. be, cause you would say castle next to the Taff River is what is mm. essentially what it is. It's a castle next to the Taff yeah. River. And T would mutate to D, so it would be Cardaff or Cardaff. Um, yeah. And then through anglicization, it just became uh, Cardiff. And then and then they changed it in Welsh to Cardiff, which would mean castle next to the day. <laughs> um, but who knows? Yeah, like yeah. how much am I? How, how much am I becoming father? <laughs> just living here and learning Welsh and just saying random it's fucking Welsh shit. Progressively being our father. That's really what it is. I'm just like, cool. You're just progressively becoming yeah. our father. I'm, I'm, I'm becoming an independent go. individual. Yeah, I'm. I'm my own individual. We're turning into our father. Well, I mean, Dad hated Cardiff, so the the idea that I live here is probably sacrilegious to him. So, oh, I've already, offend, I've already still... offended people in Cardiff already <laughs> with this podcast. I just give Dad crap all the time, just being like, "You didn't want us to go to Cardiff, and you enjoyed it when we went." Yeah. And he was like, yeah, because I've been in like 20, been like 20 years. I was like, yeah, things change yeah. in 20 damn years. Dad didn't realize that after 27 years, a country is going to change a bit. Yeah, um, and the capital is going to change. Yeah. Well the, well, the thing that he was surprised about, which I know about now, so I've spoken to a lot of people about it as well, living here, is just that Tiger Bay, like when we walked down to the bay, like that area that we walked through, like you couldn't have walked through there without being stabbed. Mm -hmm. Like that place we were in, mm. if we if we were twenty like thirty years ago, we would have been stabbed. Mm. Like it, it's just, but I it's mean, had a lot of money funneled into it, into Butte Town, into into Tiger Bay. It's had a lot of money funneling funneled into it to make it kind of what it is today. 
Um, yeah, I'm kind of upset. There's a new development project they're going to do there. That's really stupid. There's this. Um, wow. So when you got to the bay, there's. Did you, do you remember like a white church on the bay? Yes. Yeah. So they're going to yes. not. It was a Norwegian church. It was essentially a settlement made by the Vikings. It was a church for the that the Vikings set up like long ago when they first landed in in Cardiff Bay. And so it's a yeah. very old historical building, and they're going to knock it down and replace it with, and prepare yourself for the excitement, because I can understand how exciting this is, uh, Maritime yeah. War Museum. Wow. Sounds yeah. great. Sounds like yeah. a great replacement. I know. Let's knock down the building that's 800 years old and replace it with a Maritime War Museum. <laughs> yeah. Again, sounds great. Yeah. Might you know what? Knock down the Parliament building next and build up, like, you know, a Trump Tower. <laughs> If Trump had his way, if Trump had his way. <laughs> I mean, I was trying to think of another equivalent. I was about to say a Marriott again. You know, actually, I think it back. Take down a, um, take down the apartment building and just put up a Holiday Inn. <laughs> There's a Holiday Inn in Cardiff. It's, 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 not I mean, I believe it. it's right. It's right by the town. Another travel lodge. It's not bad. Another travel lodge because I know those are real popular in the UK. They are. They're, they're, well, they're very cheap. <laughs> Yeah. I just I'm still triggered when we were kids and mom would be like, Yeah, your father and I get the bed and like your brother I'm still mad that the last time we went to a travel lodge we were mm-hmm. in London, mom and dad got the bed, you got the pull out bed that was under the couch and mom said, Yeah, Roger, you can sleep on the couch. Yeah. I'm sorry. Are you not remembering the last time you visited you and I visited Wales for, for oh, our brother's we wedding floor? and I slept on the floor? Yes. On the floor. yes. Um, and I had no blanket, so I literally was just like in wedding clothes on the floor sleeping you were in a well i was gonna say you were in a suit but it was a suit and for people who can't see the video i'm using air quotes here <laughs> first of all i'm still mad at myself that i the only thing that i brought with me for that wedding was a belt shoes and pants i was like i swore i brought a tie is that I all you brought? I brought yeah i thought i brought the entire thing I mean, and like then i show photo. up no the photo is me I, did you, we ended did up somebody going, give you stuff? No, we went to Primark. Oh, we did go to Primark, didn't we? That was when they said, wow, are you American or Canadian? And I said, wow, I have a choice. <laughs> I, 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 so I get that question all the time. Because as I've said, I, worked in a call, I work in a call center in America. Or in, I mean, in, just, in the UK. Um, first off, the picture I have of you, you are, you are wearing... Oh, fucking Christ. The only picture I can I can find of you, you're you're still just wearing a shirt, and that's it, and it's not even tucked in. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, but no, the, point because they're good. Good. We had drank a lot at that. Point. We had drank I, a lot at that point, so I was just like, I drank awful. a lot at that point, but I don't know about you. <laughs> uh, I've I've learned I can drink a lot now. Florida, I basically must be in the UK because I drink so much here now. <laughs> I, I'll be honest, the UK, like, I was like, I was always like, oh, I can hold my weight in the UK. But then I moved to the UK. Couldn't at first. Actually, so there's a weird point where you can. So a weird way where you can trick British people into thinking that you can drink really well is just do shots with them. Yeah. Here's why doing uh, shots with them makes you seem like you can do well. This is a trick to Americans to make British people think that you can hold your liquor really well is shots in America are two fluid ounces. Shots in Britain are 50 milliliters. Now, 50 milliliters is like 1.5 fluid ounces. So what you're used to is like a little bit more than they are. 
So like when it comes to hard alcohol, you can you can hold your you can hold your own. But in terms of the reason why we can't do in terms of pints is because their pints are bigger. So our a US pint is 16 fluid ounces and a UK pint is 20 fluid ounces. So mm. when um, an American gets here and they think they can do like five pints of beer be, yeah. because that's how much like a pitcher is in America. But like yeah. five pints of beer for them is like a whole other, it's like six, it's, it's like a whole other pint more than they're used yeah. to. And it's just a bit more for them to deal with. So I think that's, that's it's where the stereotype comes in. But if you just want to make pe British people think that you're better, just do hard alcohol. Just do, just do vodka. Do, do tequila. British people can't do tequila at all. <laughs> that's fair. All right. Yeah. Is that, is it, is that you saying you want to end the podcast? <laughs> I don't know what else to talk about. Okay, well, that's fine. No, that's fine. You do, you have you have nothing else to talk about with your little brother. That's fine. We haven't, we haven't mean, spoken in this length of depth in years, maybe. I think we have. I think the last time we had said conversation that was like kind of in depth like this was, I think, Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> we did have a very long conversation about Rise of Skywalker. I think and, the only other conversation I can think of that we had that in depth was Endgame. End, Endgame? Uh, fucking, we're just nerds who talk about shit together. That's all we do. I was going to say something a bit more personal, but okay. Never mind. I mean, I mean, we do talk about personal stuff, but I feel like in terms of like us having an intellectual debate. I was, I was going to mention something nice. Never mind. That. <laughs> well, I just said... Okay, I, mean, I can, I can okay. edit this out of the podcast if you don't want, but I was going to say the last time I remember us having like just a really nice conversation between the two of us was when i found out that you and rufino broke up so i'll i'll let that name out sorry the last time that we you and i had an in-depth conversation was when you had a breakup and i called you to make sure you were okay that's true you also did. next and... time don't freak me out when you're like i'm like at work and you're like i'm on my way to the hospital and you just don't tell me anything about it <laughs> well because you were like hey, we need to do a test for this podcast at one. And I looked and I like, it was like 12 something. And I'm like, I'm not going to make it. Like, I'm yeah. going to go. And, and I'm going to You could have just messaged me being like, I'm not going to make it. But you called me. I couldn't answer because I was at work. Oh, no. I didn't, wait, oh, I did call you. You called me? And then I, I couldn't answer because I was at yeah. work. I said, what's wrong? And your only response was, I'm on my way to the hospital. So then I, there I am on a call with a person. And I was literally just like, I don't give a shit what you're saying. Like, fucking shut the fuck up. And we're ending this conversation now. I'm going to call my brother. I called you and you're just like, oh, it's this. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> well, again, I was also driving at yeah. the time. So I was like, I can't, like, say I'm on my way to the hospital is like all I can text while I'm driving. I there's voice also, to, there's voice to text, but you know it's, it's fine. <laughs> on wait on Facebook. Yeah, you can. There's a little microphone. You just hit it and you go. I'm gonna do this now. Oh, like speakerphone. So so, so sorry. <laughs> yeah. I'll just. Uh, <laughs> I ended up calling mom later. I ended up calling mom later. Yes, yeah, so you did tell mom that you went to the hospital. Yeah, so don't I was say like, exactly what we're we're. I don't want to edit this too much. I'm gonna to have to edit yeah. a name out already. I don't want to have to edit too much. Yeah, yeah, no. I just basically told mom I was like, I know I told Reese not to tell you, but I'm telling you now. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. yeah. Mom was okay, like little... feeling all because I was like, she was telling me what your kind of problem was that led you to the hospital. I was like, why is Roderick telling you about this? And she was like, 
he tells me about a lot of things and i was like okay like great like <laughs> like she was, <laughs> she was like really proud of the fact that you like tell her a lot of stuff <laughs> Also, I this is her. the episode that I'm going to try and convince mom to listen to, so I should probably not say shit like that. <laughs> I mean, we're at what? Almost two hours? She's going to be like an hour in and she's going to say, that was enough, boys. That yeah, enough. Is that, she she messaged me like when I, I when I, we first started doing this, Marcus and I first started doing this, and I was like, hey, we're doing a podcast. And she was like, oh my god, you and Marcos, I used to love watching the videos of you and Marcos on YouTube where you'd make those videos together and you'd, ch- you'd talk. It was so sweet. I loved it. I'll I'll listen. And then, like, the first episode goes live. I send her the link and she messaged me and she goes, is it really two hours? <laughs> and I was like, yes. <laughs> I mean, I think the only reason why Rob listened to the ones that I've done in the past is because, yes, they're like a little over an hour, but they're like, that's it. Yeah. Like, I'm not doing multiples. It's I'm doing one. Yeah. And she's just like, I can handle listening one, but if you're doing it consistently. Yeah, that's the thing. She listened to like one or two, and then I think there's there's some stuff that I mentioned in a recent episode that I was like, hey, if you're going to listen to any, don't listen to this one. <laughs> um, and then I think that just kind of stopped her from from paying attention more. But it's fine, because our only, our only listener is Tony, and we, we mention him all the time. So, Well, no, you'll have a second one, because my boyfriend literally said, I can't wait to listen, because you're talking about my hero, so Katana. <laughs> we mentioned no. her, like, no. this much. <laughs> The funny thing, well, because I told him I also said that we were having a huge Star Wars conversation, which is what he and I do all the time anyways. But the funny thing with that one was he actually met uh, the voice of Ahsoka Tano. Mm-hmm. At his work. So he, like, at freaked out. And he was at his job. Okay. Because he works at the Star Wars land. Yeah. So he came in, did her whole thing, and he was he literally texted me, like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, mm-hmm. what do I do? Because obviously, as, like, a person that works at Disney, you're not supposed to be like, well, I'm a huge fan. Yeah. So basically she ended up like, I guess she saw through his mask that he was like, I want to say something to you, but I can't say anything. Like, please just notice that I'm alive. Mm-hmm. And he's also like a super tall dude and she's a super short lady. So like, she just looked at, she was just like, thank you for all that you do. And he was like, oh my God, thank you for so much that you do. <laughs> <laughs> and it was, it was great. I think it's, it's, it's a weird thing of like not growing up in LA. Cause like yeah. people, people ask me all the time, and maybe maybe this happens to you in Florida. But like people are like, "Oh, do you ever meet any famous people?" And eh, like, the, like I, I remember Marcos and I uh, just fucking around in like Hollywood all the time when we were teenagers, just like walking up and down, and like hanging out, and we would see people occasionally, and like, yeah, because of how I knew people act. And, like, especially Renfair as well. Like, Renfair, a lot of famous people would show up. And, like, especially because I, I was aware of how people would act around them. And, like, this is just where they... Li- like, because of the fact that that's where I was from, too. Like, I was like, this is just them going to the grocery store. And I was like, the ni- yeah. like though they know they have fans, the nicest thing I can do to them is let them go about their day. Yes. Yes. The only time that I... The last time I had a fanboy moment was was um when i went to the frozen 2 premiere mm-hmm. and basically my job when i decided was to be that person that's like oh my god mm-hmm. but legitimately there's these two girls youtubers and i listen to their podcast and everything too and they walked right past me and i was like i can either say something or not and i was just like i want to be let them just go on their way but at the same time like, no so i literally just like i'm pretty sure security was gonna like chop my arm off because i literally reached out not to like grab them but like to reach out to be like I want to talk to you. 
So I just went like, I listened to your podcast. And they both froze and they were like, what? Because <laughs> I, I am definitely not their demographic. Their demographic is like young women in the, like, the yeah. early 20s. Okay. And so they're just, and so they came over and I was like, yeah, I listened to your podcast. And like, I suffer from anxiety too. And I lost a lot of weight too. So like, I definitely vibe with both of you guys. They're just like, oh my God, you're like the sweetest person ever. And then I tried to get my ex to like take a, he took the photo and it was awful. It was like the worst photo <laughs> I've ever seen in my life. Worse than, worse than dad takes photos? Like, <laughs> it literally, so I was like, for those, I'm trying to describe it for like a, an audio version. It's basically, I'm like, Trying to I, I have seen the photo, to, like, so I know what you're talking about. Please do describe it. So, like, leaning over as much as I can because I'm against a railing. And then they're coming over to, like, lean in to, like, do the the selfie. But mm-hmm. then you also see, like, the huge camera arm for, like, the entire premiere up at the top. Yeah. With all, of, like, the lights for, like, everything. I'm like, this is an awful photo. Like, this is annoying. And then what even made it worse was I tagged them in it and they were like, one of them was like, it was great meeting you. And the other one was like, wow. And they like hearted like the story that I made. And mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, they're definitely not because it's a shitty photo. Yeah. But it, if it was better, you know, if you had your professional cameraman brother to be there. Uh, well, that's what, so I'm really, I learned that I'm really good at taking like people's photos now because mm-hmm. of all the stuff that I do on Instagram. Your photos oh. are, they look really professional. I'll be honest. They, they look pretty good. I dig him. Well, my current boyfriend is very good at doing that. Okay. So he was. So you saw that lightsaber thing that I did? Yeah, I saw that. Like yeah. that. Okay, so apparently he's really pissed at me about it because they had been trying. Like they, he did like a million poses to like do it, and he mm-hmm. was like, "You fucking do that." And he literally took the first phone. And he's like, "Fuck you," and I was like, "What?" And he was like, "This is perfect." I hate you. How did you do that? Remember? <laughs> I just thought of the... Remember when I was chosen for the Star Wars Academy at Disneyland? Yeah. <laughs> I tell the story all the time. Where you lost the light and you're like, they're game. I'm dead. <laughs> it just was an accepted defeat. But it's because I, I... We did those, like, the, like, weird LARP shit when we were kids with mom and dad. Yeah. Where we went Please, to the, all... the SEA events and we would do, like, sword fights. And so I was just so used yeah. to that. So, like, that's what my image of what I was doing when I got up there was. And, yeah, so yeah. For, for for context of the story for everyone else, I was, like, 9 or 10. 9 or 10 years old. I don't remember how old I was. But um, I was a kid, and, and at Disneyland, they have this thing where they, like, choose a bunch of kids. It's Star Wars Academy. They choose a bunch of kids to, like, they train them to be, like, like Jedi Knights, where they go, like, strike this way, strike this way, strike this way. And they teach them a whole pattern. And then at the end of the training, Darth Maul, or like some some villain, like Kylo Ren, Darth, Darth Vader, Maul. Darth Maul. It's Darth Maul and Darth Vader together. Yeah. Um, so like at the time when I was a kid, it was Darth Maul and Darth Vader. So Darth Maul comes out, Darth Vader comes out, and like they go, okay, Jedi, you're, you're ready, let's go. And they like send us at them. <laughs> and like individually. And like the, they're, the, obviously the actors are trained to do the exact, like, you know, kind of formation of what, what we were taught to do as our attacks so they go remember your like thing to do it and like <laughs> i i hit darth maul's lightsaber once and Dar- and i just wasn't holding on to it hard enough and the lightsaber flew out of my hands <laughs> and i just saw it fly off into the distance and i just like went onto my knees and like put my head forward like kill me like, <laughs> like because my head was like i lost the fight now i die <laughs> 
And, like, Maul is like, no, just go get the lightsaber. And I was like, no, why would I get the lightsaber? Like, you've won. Now I am to be defeated. And he was like, no, go get the lightsaber. I was like, okay, fine. I'm like, let's get the lightsaber. Yeah. yeah, I, uh, that was, I, yeah, I remember that. I tell that story all the time. Like, if I would have said, cool, bro, you won. He could, he could have just, like, hit me, I would have played dead for the rest of the time, and it would have been fine. Like, that's, I, I don't, I don't know what his problem was, man. He just, he's not a very good villain. That's, that's why episode one sucked. <laughs> Maul just said, bro, we're not doing improv. <laughs> Maul, Maul was like, I'm not an improv actor, sorry. He's like, I have my script, I gotta stick with my script. I'm a minimum wage actor at Disneyland, you can't do this to me. <laughs> I didn't ask for this responsibility. I didn't ask to do more. I'm not a face character. That's the best, honestly, that's the part that I love um, when I meet characters at Disneyland. Is I'm like, it's just a big exercise of improv. If you don't know yeah. how to just, like, and then your interactions are gonna be shit because everyone yeah. literally says oh i hate me and that's why like, ever, there's like so many videos of gaston on like instagram or something or like like tiktok it's just because like they choose people to play gaston who are just like so like it's the fun character to improv with because you're improving being a cocky yeah. asshole which is just fun to yeah. do so like well, you always end up with fun interactions with gaston well, even the princesses. So, like, I, have I told you the story of, like, where I incorporated literally every single princess in that damn princess hall? No, I remember the story of when you met the evil queen. And you, like, you said something no. and she was like, fine. And, like, took the photo with you or something like that. Oh, no. That was mom. That was mom. Because I said, my mom would love to yeah, I was like, my mom would like to take a photo with you. And she's just, I was like, is that okay? Ah, oh, fine. <laughs> um, no, okay. So, so I have two of them. Uh, first one is when I met Cruella. That was great. Mm-hmm. So I was wearing a Mickey Mouse shirt, and I went up to her. She's like, "So why have you come to visit me today?" And I was like, "Well, I know you're a big fashion icon. I would love to get some fashion advice from you." She took her coat, covered my shirt, and she said, ten times better." <laughs> like, great, I love you. Um, and then, so when I met the princesses, I met Snow White. Not a big deal. Like she did her normal, like I'm a princess, I'm not. So I got the next one. I meet Cinderella. I give my phone to the cast member to like get my photo taken, and obviously the princess always do like a small interaction with you ahead of time. Mm-hmm. She's like, "Oh, the blah blah blah." So I turn over to the cast member, and she goes, "Hey!" And like the other person in the other room comes over, and like, "What?" And they're like, "This dude just gave me his phone. I got a new phone now. Like, look how cool it is." And they're, I was just like, "Okay." And so she goes, "I think we should have a party. What do you think?" And they're like, "Yeah." And he's like, "Yeah, we're gonna have a pie party." I'm like, "Okay." And then like, "Well, if we're gonna have a pie party, we have to invite everybody here. What kind of pie do you think Snow's gonna want?" And I was like, and she looked at me and I was like, well, she did just talk about apple pies earlier. And they're like, ooh, okay, apple pie for snow. Cindy, what do you want? And Cinderella was just like, she just looked and she's like, what? She was like, and I got paid minimum wage. I don't have the ability to improv. <laughs> yeah. And then, so then literally Ariel, who's the next princess, comes over and she said, did someone say pie? <laughs> and they were like, yeah, what kind of pie do you want? She's like, ooh, like a sea salt pie sounds pretty good to me. And they were like, can well, I, no, we can should I tell invite- you one story and then we'll end the podcast? I promise. Yeah, go for it. One of the most disappointing things when I first moved to the UK mm. is I found out that pie in the UK is just a term for, like, you know, like shepherd's pie and, like, you know, meat yeah. pies. So, like, <laughs> I got home from work one day and, like, my coworker or my roommate was like, ah, oh, um, our neighbor, she's going to bring a, a pie over. And I was like, she's going to bring a pie? And he was like, yeah. I was like, 
I'm yeah, that sounds great. Like I was really excited. I was like, oh, is it gonna be cherries? Is it gonna be apple? Don't tell me. I'll be. I'm just gonna be excited. Other way, it's a pie. And then she gets there, and it's yeah. just a fucking meat pie. <laughs> and I was like, oh, it's dinner. Great. Okay. Well, <laughs> it was just. I was. I was so. <laughs> I was like, it's. It, it was so hard because I'm trying to be like thankful and be like, oh, thank you for bringing me this. But like inside, I was dead. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's very fair. Yeah. Like, if somebody, like, as an American, you could tell me, if somebody was like, I'm going to bring you a pie later tonight, like, you would go, oh, it's going to be a dessert. Yeah, Yeah. you would think dessert, right? Just just check, just checking, just checking. Making sure I'm not the asshole here. (laughs) No, I mean, you are, but it says it on your Instagram profile, so. It does, actually. (laughs) It says says, Oz, LA, Reese, asshole, whichever you want. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) people are like, what's your brother like? I was like, well, he says he's an asshole. So like, it, and I literally show like, he's an asshole, a trap. You're like, what, what's your brother like? He's an asshole. That's rude. And then you just like bring up my Instagram. You're like, that says right there. says right there. He says, he said it himself. Exactly. I'm like, it's only self-doubt. It's only mean if he hasn't said it, but he said yeah. it. <laughs> I, I literally like any person I meet who likes Disney. I just go, oh, you should follow my brother on Instagram. Wow. That's all he posts. That's all well, he does. <laughs> I don't want to see it, but you it's do, also, so you can do it. You know what? I'm not posting as much Disney anymore, so you yeah. can like stop it. I just like messages. I, I just like off. fucking with you with the messages where you're like, "Ask me this," and I'm just like, "Okay, well." <laughs> yeah. No. Oh, the best one was because now you're you can only meet characters from afar. You can't meet them like close up. Mm-hmm. So I made just as a prompt, like a random prompt. I said, "Do we like meeting characters this way?" My boyfriend now calls me and goes, "No, Rodri, no one wants to fucking meet characters that way." <laughs> it's true. It's true. That's so the thing is we you can't charge. The thing with Disneyland and why I I don't like kind of agree with them still being open is you can't charge the premium that they do and offer less yeah. of a service. Yeah. That's, that's like, fair. if no, they, were, if they feel like still being open, they should charge far less than what they are. Because you're offering, yeah. you what you're offering is far less. Yeah. You know? Oh, so, what's really funny is later, like, we went to Universal and we walked mm-hmm. past a bunch of characters. I was like, hey, hey, do you want characters? And he literally turned to me, he's like, no one wants to meet fucking characters that way, Rodri. So then, as a payback, the next day, he, like, posts a picture of him with a macron and goes, well, flavor is your macaron i was like or what's your favorite macaron i was like do you mean a macaroon whatever Mac- uh, so no uh, hey one, hey i'll be okay so 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 first off it's definitely a macaroon not a macron a macron is the president of france in my defense i've made that mistake hundreds of times because it's just very similar but macron is the president of france a macaroon is the dessert <laughs> Anyways, so <laughs> as a payback to me, he did that, being like, "Which?" He's like, "What's what's your favorite flavor?" And I literally was like, "PB and J." And he was just like, hey, "You that's, took a fucking bait." What? That's no. The best macaroon flavor is definitely, as much as I don't really like nut flavors, pecan or strawberries and cream, hands down. Oh, we. So the one that we, um, the place that we go to for hours, they don't have those flavors. Mm-hmm. Hence why I said PB and J. Yeah, but you're fucking just like. To be fair, the last time, the last time I've had a macaroon, I was in France. Oh my god, 
Yeah. No, I'm just saying you're you're frozen. I can't see anything you're doing. Okay. Now, yeah. So. Okay. Well, can you see me now? No. No. I mean, I can see you. You're just like stuck being frozen. Okay. Should we end the podcast here then? Because to be honest, I yeah. really have to pee again, which is uh. Yeah, I, my computer's gonna die. Okay. Soon, so. Okay. Well, it was. It's been a pleasure chat, chatting with you. Roderick, do you want to plug anything, any of your Instagrams or anything like that, for the for Tony to follow? <laughs> sure, my Instagram is at Rod Meets World, R H O D Meets World. Okay, perfect. Yeah, that's, that's about it. That's all I that's got. That's about all you got. <laughs> yeah. Just very quickly, <laughs> I wouldn't. I I don't know whether or not you would. Do you consider? Because I maybe I can edit this out if you don't want it. Um, would you consider yourself an? Do I consider myself. Or, yeah. Um, I don't like using that word, but when people ask me, like, what are some of the hobbies that I do, I definitely say, like, I basically do influencer things, but I say that I'm an influencer, which I don't like. Like I said, I hate that word. It sounds weak and gross, but in context, to make it easier for people, yes. Okay, well, yeah. And anybody wants to follow Rodri, if you're really into Disneyland or theme parks in general, like especially the the Florida-based ones, uh, Rodri puts a lot of information up about that. Um, so yeah, follow Rodri at Rod Meets World uh, on Instagram. And yeah, that's about it. Uh, you'll catch us next week. Fuck, there's none of Marcos. Marcos supposed to choose the film for next week. Uh, well, fuck it. It's Marcos's problem. Because Marcos didn't show up this week. So, uh, next week we're going to watch Call Me By Your Name. Boom. Great film. Oh, interesting. I've seen that movie once. I've seen it at least five or six times, and I'll probably enjoy it I mean, so it's much a little... It's a little problematic, but okay. How is it problematic? Okay, we'll get we'll get into that discussion later. I, I can understand. I, okay, I can get a brief understanding of what you mean by problematic, and I can probably strap. strap a thirty-year-old man hitting on like yes. All right, all right. Okay, yeah, no, I get, I get what you're saying. I get what yes. you're saying. But there's a whole conversation that Marcus and I will probably have it about uh, next week. <laughs> if if you if Marcos yes. is fine with it, you're, right. you're welcome to join us next week for a little bit of a chat about it as well. Um, but. But yeah, I, I love that movie. I've watched it a bunch of times. I think it's a great movie. I think it's a really beautiful movie. I think it's got a great message behind it about um, youth and a, like what it is to be an adult and face reality versus kind of uh, youthful innocence of what you think the world is going to be like when you get into adulthood and stuff like that. But I'll discuss that later next week with Marcos, possibly yourself if you want to join again. But that's up to you. Um, and yeah, see everybody next week.